Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Shack on a hill in the Mossy Creek bottoms of Cane Creek, Arkansas. This is Lighting the Void, and once again, I'm your host, Joe Roop, live on the Fringe FM. It is Thursday night, December the 12th, as we head on into 2020. We're getting closer and closer, but tonight we're going to head on into, believe it or not, it was Friday the 13th, I think. So tonight, musician, artist, and occult researcher Nathan Lee joins us. We had a little reschedule. We were supposed to have David Solomon on. But we found someone just as good to take his place. And I'm stoked about this tonight, actually, because this is an interesting person. I'll tell you why, just in here in a minute. This show is brought to you by GetTheTea.com. Make sure you get your life change tea today. I received my pomegranate tea, and I'm going to can't wait to try that. But I want to tell you guys, too, because I got a couple of friends uh, doing this stuff. And I want to tell you right off the bat. If you've never done a detox before, this is this is not a joke. This isn't like um, you know the stuff that you're gonna run down a Walmart and get. It detoxes everything. 
to prepare yourself for that. You might want to do like a pre-detox detox before you do this, and, but it's worth it. Also, uh, Ancient Life Oil from ancientlifeoil.com, the best CBD oil on the planet. And if you've had any type of paranormal drama, you can get a free session with Barbara at Metaphorical Archaeology. Give them a call at 214-995-3754. You can also support the show by donating. We've had a few people donate and even set up monthly donations. Thank you very much for that. And speaking of which, we're going to do another giveaway this month. Jamie Gold won last month's giveaway, but this month, if you send in a donation of $10 or more, we're going to give a special clothing item away, and it's going to be a killer hoodie. It's going to be a special edition Void Walker hoodie. There's only going to be one like it, and I know you're probably not going to be donating until you see it, but once we release it, you're going to love it. And I'm thinking about making a Pinterest board for, full of like all of the Void Walker picture you guys have sent me, even putting like a U.S. map up there. So, yeah, we're going to be doing some cool stuff. And then I want to tell you, too, come around Christmas time, we might have some fill-in hosts because I'm going to be taking a break and doing some reevaluation with the station and the show. It's not going away or wondering if it's a midlife crisis with lighting the void or anything like that. It's just stepping back, looking at the drawing board and saying, okay, what do we need to grow from here? And um, I've had some people come into my life that are really going to help that. And I need a little bit of time to do that. That's all. Plus, it's the holidays. We all need that. But the good news is if I do get some fill-in hosts or if you think you can handle the job, I'm not subject not to hearing you. All you got to do is send me a demo to producer at thefringe.fm and we'll hear it. Okay. So keep in mind, be looking out for that Void Walker hoodie because it's going to be a giveaway just like we did last time. Head on over to ufoseekers.com back then supported by the Fringe FM and the show if you want a real journalistic approach to ufology that's where you go ufoseekers.com if you've had a sighting you cannot explain and give them a call so i've explained the late start tonight but that's okay now our guest nathan lee is an author occultist musician and the host of the six of swords podcast a unique show that focuses on art spirituality and healing and subtopics touched upon the show then become the focus of three ancillary shows, the Six of Cups, the Six of Stones, and the Six of Wands. Now, that's pretty interesting. I've never heard of that before, so we're going to talk about that. He can usually be found on Heretics Anonymous, hosted by Miguel Connor, who's another, uh, well, we're a big fan of Miguel here, of the Aeon Bite radio show. He's been a guest on here as well. Secretly, he is the occult fox in the midst of Dark Journalist Ideas Room, and you can find Nathan's music on bandcamp at occultfan.bandcamp.com forward slash releases i've got the link here too so it'll take you straight to it nathan man welcome to the show hey joe thank you so much for that awesome intro um yeah uh my name is nathan lee it's um a really long name actually nathan lee miller foster and we'll have fun breaking some gematria stuff down later and we can go into some of that easy example yeah, I've had um, just as an introduction for your audience. Um, I'm interested in magic, UFOs, and getting to a higher state of consciousness and trying to find out what really, you know, praxis-based works to change things. Not just in a kind of sanctimonious way because that sucks, but in a real way that actually helps us deal with the stuff that's hard in our lives and you know the true battles within, long and short. But you know, TLDK. Wow. Okay. So TLDR. 
whatever. Let me let me tell you that. Let me ask you this. So you do a, a podcast, right? And then their podcast is called uh, Six of Swords. But then you do what is it like separate shows? The Six of Cups, Stones, and the Six of Wands. Yeah, the the, the discs. Because uh, uh, that's an old kind of. Uh, I was like listening to that. I'm like, I need to update something. Or, uh, but yeah, we're all we're all like you mentioned with the stepping back and looking at your show. It's kind of. I did a period of that when I was starting off. I was like, I kind of always had a broader gestalt, quote unquote, vision. But um, it came to me kind of slowly. I'm like, all right, I'm doing a one-on-one. Okay, now I also see shows that are cool that do round tables, but I don't want to do, you know, so this, that, the other thing led to, okay, I'm doing the swords. What about cups? It all just fits. So then cups became a round table. The wands is a live call-in interactive once a month show. And the discs is a solo show. So each week, one after another. So every month you get a different suit. Ah, interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's totally original too. Good idea. Um, but I want to touch on something before we get into that. You know, you know how hard it is for me to try to explain um, the fundamentals of the occult and magic. It's been such a long, hard journey trying to explain how things work without being it considered uh, super evil or the occult itself considered super evil or somebody taking some moral high ground about it. But in your bio, you have the word praxis in there, which automatically tells me that you kind of understand this more than most just by just that alone. Uh, do you get what I'm saying? Can you explain what praxis means better than I can? Because I suck at it. Well, I mean, praxis, to be good at explaining praxis is to, in the moment, show someone exactly what praxis is. So by explaining praxis in the manner that I'm doing that, you guys are seeing that I'm giving you a good example because that's an actual example of praxis. But another thing is, does it work? That's praxis. That's the simplest way. In practice, but that X kind of makes it like, so you can imagine like a Latin thing. Is it working? Like literally, does it work or doesn't it? It's not the lottery. It's does it work or doesn't it? So that's praxis. Does it work in practice? Yeah, and see, and where I've learned about, I, I, I do believe we live in a magical universe, although I can't prove it, right? But what I've learned through praxis is that the subconscious is the key to everything. So, um, and what I've learned to do is speak to my subconscious via ways of uh, symbols, smells, all this other stuff to make certain things happen in my life or to uh, understand myself uh, on a higher level. Where some people may do meditation, which is fine. I do that too, just not enough. I try to, it's almost like I get involved more with moving meditation, drawing circles and da 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 And everybody thinks that's evil. There's not everybody, but there's still a lot of people, man, that think that it's just dark and evil. And I don't see how it's any different than when you're actually doing a science experiment or playing mind games or brain games on yourself in a puzzle book. I I really don't. What are your thoughts on that? Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov 
slash careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, that's a lot. Um, I, I, I mean, uh, I'm going to uh, just take one of those things to start with. And sure. I think it'll kind of feed the rest of them a little bit by bit. But um, tackling it head on, those who would say that the occult or you know, even looking at the process of the mind would be evil. I mean, oof. Um, it's like they're afraid to look at themselves is almost directly what it seems like. It's almost an infantile or ignorant or cowardly attitude. Uh, so it, in praxis, it doesn't breed good living. And I would say that basically you're got to take the plank out of your own eye before you can see, you know, the kind of thing that you're self-mutilating by not examining. You know, I was, I've been wondering recently in the past few days, like that whole, is the unexamined life really, you know, I'm just revisiting that because like where some people figure it out and they're like, all right, I figured out duality and good and evil. And how could you possibly be going back to that old hat? I'm like, I, I, I tend to keep yeah, circumnavulating different things. <laughs> Sorry, what? Yeah, that's like the very start, right? I mean, that should be the obvious stuff. You know, I, I, duality. We should be way beyond that, and especially I know, coming man. to twenty twenty. But we're not. How, how, pedant, how pedantic! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're not. Um, all you got to do is turn on the television or look on social media, and you see that we we're not at all beyond duality. You know, you know who's really good about this is Freder Xavier. Yeah, yeah, wow. he's yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I mean, though. Freder Xavier. I'm, God, it's funny you say that. Freder Xavier is probably the main reason why I talk about this on this show. He got me him. started in uh, in magic. You know, I, was, I couldn't even con- I couldn't even contain myself. I just <laughs> I, that I have so much respect. Like, just that's all I could say is love and respect. Right? That that pretty much encapsulates. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, when people ask me, they say, "Hey, where do I start to learn this stuff?" I'm very interested in it. And I yeah. was on Clyde Lewis's show, Ground Zero, and some of their listeners heard me on there and came over and was like, hey, maybe you're right. Maybe it's not super evil. So where can I learn about it in a healthy way? And I said, Frederick Xavier's yes. YouTube channel, The Mystery School, start with that yes. playlist. Just start I literally, with the playlist. Can I tell you, I literally have in my uh, <clears throat> in my bedroom, I have a uh, an old school 2015 December uh, Mind and Magic logo. I just liked it so much of the time that I printed it out. It just said the mist. It's a mystery school. And at the time I was going through like, this is December, 2015. And for a lot of people, this was a, a shifty ish time. I don't know how it was. How was a uh, December, 2015 for you? Do you remember? That's when I saw the orange ball. Okay. <laughs> I withdraw the question, no, yeah. but really? Yeah. Um, so um, I put that up on my wall at that time. I'm actually, Gosh, uh, we talk about uh, 12th house and um, you can actually see me on one of his mailbag videos from that time period back in December of 2015. Oh, really? Oh, uh, really? <laughs> what was it? So were you a skeptic at the time or what? What was no, it about? That was the time I was realizing what an idiot I was for being a skeptic. 
that huh. was the time. See, I yeah, okay. So my my coming ups in all of this is I I have two. This is let's just try to make this easy. I've always been magically keen, but not always um, clear sighted and often quite blockheaded uh, when it comes to these. And you know, from dismissing it outright or to taking an overly I don't know. New age isn't the right word for anything I've ever done, but maybe more like you get the kind of like stoner hippie new age. Yeah. I don't know. But it, one, one, I will say a redeeming aspect of that is that with all the stoner metal, which is amazing, you do have the, um, the whole kind of like you get into tool and system of a down and yeah. rage against the machine. So that has very beneficial, you know, cause uh, you get the, I'll tie this together and then pass this back to you by saying in that last track on Anima, they talk about in Third Eye how you have all these musicians who are really high on these drugs, you know, so go home and burn all your albums if, if that bothers you. So I don't know, just um, those, those kind of um, the magically operant way that I came up, I thought you needed three-dimensional substances to get you to the place that's not necessarily three-dimensional but i evolved from there and then i still thought tarot and astrology was bs and then finally really? at 2015 it clicked so what made it so yeah okay i want to stay on that because so what made look i get it i can see how tarot and astrology look like complete nonsense i really can but if you really dig into it there's a moment where you realize it's like that aha moment. Everybody has like, wait a minute. Yep. Yeah. There's something much bigger to this. What was that for you when it comes to the tarot? Do you remember? Yeah. Um, I think I was doing some, I, I, I can, I can, it's, I'll give you an example of an early real huge experience rather than just like the pivotal moment. Cause I can't really locate that in my consciousness right now. Uh, you know, the field, so to say, but I can remember right around that time I'm looking into the secret history of Twin Peaks, which is for anyone, just that book is like the Invisibles omnibus. It's a sink magnet, basically. It's a sink brick. It's just going to generate stuff. It's you can't help it. Um, and I was like, okay, show me the sun, or show me Christ. You know, the sun. And I pulled the sun card right out of this deck that I had from. It's a 1984 deck, the Gareth Knight Tarot. Beautiful cards. Wonderful. Um, Sander Little does the art for that. Beautiful illustrations, if you can find that Gareth Knight tarot deck. Anyways, draw the sun card and just the meaning and the poignancy of it all. It was like an irreversible kind of like knowing. And that was the moment where I was like, tarot is more like I understood the power that flew through it. And I mean, flew like flowed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, for yeah, because for me, it was all... I don't know why it was all the correspondences and the tree of life that got me and the, the story of, of the Rider weight deck and how they made that deck. And it was kind of watered down from the original golden Dawn decks, but I don't, mm. uh, you know, I don't look at the golden Dawn as the beginning of the tarot, but it was interesting to see that and how there were so many correspondences while before I listened to people just talk about, um, you know what they felt the card said and all this stuff and i was like wait so there's so this is telling a an initiatic story through the arcana here but it also has planetary energies and hebrew letter exactly. correspondences to it and i mean yeah. this is like big stuff and then you can totally use it that way yeah and then when i started talking 
So I went and got you know the big thick Golden Dawn book, and I start and I, this was a long yep. time ago, and I really got into how they did spreads and went the way like it's called book T in there, and I went through that, and some of the accuracy on it freaked me out. Matter of fact, I hadn't went back since it was so freaky because that was the kind of divination that was happening where I was like, maybe I don't want to know, you know, maybe I don't, <laughs> maybe I don't want to know because it was just way too accurate. And then the other people were saying, well, you should look at the I Ching. It's more accurate. And that was uh, that was where everything started for me, for tarot. But I think the biggest problem is, and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings when I say that, say this, but there's so many tarot readers and out there now, and I'm not saying that they don't do good work, but the, I guess I would say the quality of the divination that they do kind of, I think it's watering things down. I don't know. I could be wrong. What do you think? Well, I think it matters. What do you think? Well, and that's, that's not to be flippant or anything for sure. You know what I mean though? It really does come down to what your perception of it is and how it impacts your subconscious conversation. Cause that's one that we really should tie it back around to continually. I'm completely on board with at least um, the laterality of the hyper deep importance of remembering that the subconscious in the interaction, especially with our dreams and our synchronicities, are the one of the clearest and easiest ways for people who aren't necessarily just you don't have to go into like Golden Dawn stuff or right. anything. You know, to, right. Yeah. You can just look at this like almost like an extended branch of psych. And I don't mean to say that, you know, it like magically, I'm not going to say that fully. I'm going to half say that like a Piscean way. But you can almost do that if the normie needs that. But I shouldn't say normie. Well, whatever. That's out there now. But still, <laughs> if you need that, you, it's okay to do it that way. I totally understand because I thought it was woo too. And then once, okay, so to cover that point, yes, it's the same thing as like I look at a watch and I go, oh, cool. Nice watch. That's, I'm not, I don't even think about how those, fine, it's a digital one. I don't even think about how those digits can appear on the liquid crystal display. Few people have that specialized knowledge. But then once you start to look at it, you could probably even maybe like, I don't know, click it to manipulate it or I don't know, do something neat with it. You start to understand it better. And suddenly it's not just some BS watch. You have an appreciation and an understanding and a functionality too. If you're a you know, wise enough person to in quick enough on your feet, you know, useful even. And so you would say that the same thing with astrology and to tie that together. Once I started to learn how it worked, I'll, I'll go you one. Uh, I'll go you one more. Uh, just found out the other day Thank you to my, I'll keep him anonymous. I think for now that would be the thing to do, but uh, he'll get credit in due time. He did our charts, my girlfriend's and I's. And one of the basicest things I found out now in a synastry, you know, relationship chart comparisons is that when you have a moon and a sun and, you know, in both of the, the male and the, well, whomever's the one person's chart and the other person's chart, then you compare the two of them. If your sun and their moon are in good alignment and good receptivity or significantly connecting, that's like super important and good to pay attention to for the relationship. Turns out my girlfriend's moon and my sun are in the same exact spot in the sky. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, see, that stuff matters. That's my point, though. What you just said there means that you understand the whole process of everything so that you can get more out of it, right? You can get a lot more out of it. And I'm happy that so, I feel like there's so many more people into astrology and tarot, and that's a good thing, right? But I want it to be, I don't know, I feel like also at the same time, if we don't look at, you know, the digits and the crystals and everything that's behind it that makes up the watch, so to speak, like you're saying, if we don't look at that, then we're going to lose the real magic of it. You know, we can do base level divination with anything. We can do that with sticks and stones. But when yep. we're using like real color and tarot or, you know, when we really get specific and tarot is like powerful because there's so many symbols in it then I think it's important to pick up a book, you know, um, and look into as the origins that, of this stuff, man. You know, As you said that I was picking up this book to remind myself to tell you that I drew an I Ching page in this book when you were talking about the I Ching. Yeah, right. Yeah. I drew the taming power of the great or the great accumulation. Huh. Wow synchros right how much does that happen to you all that that happens to you a lot doesn't it i plead the fifth <laughs> yeah yeah that happens to me a lot too um but i don't um i don't know man I, and this is why i've had listeners say oh joe you're holding back right you should talk more about it but if, every time i talk more about it i feel like man i have this guest on the night should be about the guest it should be about the topics it should be about what the hell i gotta say I know exactly what you mean and I don't yeah. want to be that guy, yeah. you know? Well, you, you, you just be who you want to be and don't worry about the details. Yeah. See, thanks. Thanks for, so what I kind of do in a manipulative way is I ask questions to get the answers that I know sometimes that's just being real. And then someone like you will come on and just totally shock me with the answer. And then I'll learn something, which I find that's a much better route than trying to preach what I know. Cause I got to tell you, man, after studying all of this stuff, I, all it's shown me is I don't know Jack like I thought I did. Like I'm so far behind. That's all it's telling me. Um, but you're not far behind unless you think you are. And I'm not being coy, not for a single moment. You don't think so, huh? Well, I think that you have to judge yourself by your own benchmark. I mean okay let's let's rock this you want to play the game of comparisons because don't you know you're already out of your own center once you do that yeah i hate it actually it doesn't feel right <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it feels it, icky right yeah it doesn't it doesn't it feel like right complete, at all 
you're trying to lick someone's boot not you but some like i almost feel like i'm trying to do like it's like no 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 step back i got my own okay this is good got my thing going and it's important because i think one of the biggest lessons that this brings us back around to with the tie to what you said with the subconscious and what i'm saying ultimately that the main thing i want to get across is if anything if you could do anything in your life just just do the best you can but look at the fight within your own shadow self and yourself what you call the adversary and what the forces of your own nature are trying to do within your own self if you can begin the fight the good fight within so to call then you're going to be able to turn yourself into something great it's like a great turn a positive upward spiral momentum adjoining into the greater collective spiritual humanity too because you're no longer just some you know isolated broken vessel you're someone who you're doing the best you can you know no one's going to give you grief for that and if we all start trying to remember that it's not utopia perfect and it's not hell either here and having a good attitude is wicked important the rest of these things that we start to fix around inside ourselves will start to fractal outwards mandel brought and there's nothing that can stop that there's the only solution and it comes from starting right there in that solitary body in that single moment and no matter what even if even if the best that we did that martin luther king junior moral arc bending towards history that we're doing this for if that doesn't work to finish the point, then you can still just go right into the center and all right, you know, just, you know, bliss out, I guess, like, uh, I, I hate to end with this thought, but like, I do admit to a certain noble fascination with any samurai who would rather lose his life than to abandon his mission. And I don't mean that more. I, I mean, take that with a grain of salt. But still, there's something noble about really having a true purpose. And I think the only one that's truly worth living is the moral arc bending towards justice. Well, that and it's the only time you can in my life, it's the only time I've ever really seen synchros happen when you take that that leap of faith out there and you go, okay, this is what my soul really wants to do. But it conflicts with the natural world. It conflicts with this. Uh, so the, the society and everything around it, everything about it. And I'm going to take this leap of faith and let's see what happens. And the, the funny thing is, is at least for me, when I've done that, my life is, I, I get rewarded. It's almost like whatever's back there in the universe is going, Oh, you're listening now. Okay. Well, here's this. Do you see this? Oh, you saw this too. You're listening more. That's fantastic. Here's this. And it's like, wait, are you telling me that, I can make it through life simply on faith and knowledge and doing what I'm put here to do. Is that, is that a real thing? And then you start kind of understanding, you know, the Egyptian book of the dead and what Christ was talking about and all the masters where yes. they're saying, everything's kind of just there for you already. If you'll just take it and believe it, yes. you know, absolutely. Oh, 100, 100, well, <clears throat> excuse me. 1,111%. Like a hugely important thing is to remember that like, you're never at game over. It's never game. It's never over. The only the only evil in this existence, in one way you could say it, this is just one way to look at it, is to say that that feeling of overness. That's evil, man. That's not real. You can always pick yourself up and keep walking. That's why Batman had that kind of like cheap but delicious adage in it about Master Bruce. You know what do we do? You know we, when we fall down, we stand up again or whatever. You know, fall down eight, stand up nine, that kind of thing. Yeah, for real. Yeah, you're so spot on with that. Man, I, that, this has been an intense right off the bat. And I, 
I do have to take a break here, but look, we'll be right back. If you guys are, uh, if we're getting too deep or your eyes are glazing over, let me know because we can take this back down to core level here. And I'm going to ask uh, Nathan some astrology questions too. And I'm going to lead on his there. work, man. We'll be right back. I love magic and enlightening the void each and every week you will get to hear shows about magic mysticism and many other subjects that stretch your mind and imagination so when I got my mind on the magic and the magic on my mind I listen to lighting the void on the fringe FM it's magic you're wondering what we're gonna do to you like Come, walk through the mossy creek and up the hill. Never mind the flashing lights and otherworldly shadows. They stay hidden within the trees. Come, step up to the shack and begin your journey to the answers that you seek. This is Lady Anne, and you are listening to Lighting the Void on the Fringe. Hey, this is No Way Jose, a Northern California Piscean stuck in the Arizona desert. I'm a void walker, and I got the shoes to prove it. So what do I do when my soul yearns to delve deep into the realm of the unknown? I aim my satellite straight into the night sky and catch a smooth ride on the KTLKDB radio waves. I tune into Lighting the Void with Joe Root on the Fringe FM. Joe, Lighting the Void... It's the best show on the planet. This is Barney, your friend from Facebook. Thank you and all the crew for all you do. Namaste, my friend. This is Macon from the Foothills, North Carolina, and I am a boardwalker. G'day, boardwalkers. This is Lily from Down Under Australia. The world may be small, the enigma is great. So let your curiosity take you for a journey with Joe Root. Hey, this is V, coming in from Central Maryland, and I... I'm a void walker. This is Kevin Darkerty, a beginner void walker. I'm from Vancouver, BC. I know a little about a lot, you know, as Leonard Skinner said, I guess the rest. I learned a lot from uh, Mr. Root and the show. And I uh, heard it from the beginning. I knew right then he was going to be a new art bell. Thanks for all your uh, shows and keep it up. Hey, this is Derek from Mass, a.k.a. the Night Stalker, and I'm a void walker. This is Mark from Chicago, and I walk the void to ascertain what is consciousness. My name is Jared Johnson, and I'm from Humboldt County, California. I do not know all the answers to the questions about reality. I do not claim to know the ultimate truth about life. I seek that which has been made hidden as a part of a family of explorers of consciousness. I'm a void walker. Thanks, Jaru. Okay, here we go. Ancientlifeoil.com ancientlifeoil.com now this is for cbd ancientlifeoil.com again for cbd where do i get cbd ancientlifeoil.com it's pretty good stuff organic non-gmo we are the ferrari of cbds ancientlifeoil.com you know they say when you mention a person's name three times when you first meet that you're going to remember so i'd say to you nice to meet you ancientlifeoil.com 
It's ancientlifeoil.com, right? Nice to know that you help people. Ancientlifeoil.com. Think about this. Occasional stress, occasional anxiety, occasional inflammation, occasional stiffness, and intruders that get you down. Ancientlifeoil.com. Okay, so I'm going to give you a fact for the day. So Ancient Life Oil does not help you with business deals. Hold on a second. If you feel better, it could help you make a better decision. Okay, I'm wrong. Just remember to go to ancientlifeoil.com. All right, everyone. This is Justin from the UK. Excuse the chitty chitty. If you're into the fringe and you want to hear the brass tacks, me old China plate, Joe Roop, and his guests on Light in the Void will open your mince pies. You need to shut your northern self and use your 10-speed gears and listen to them bubble. You could hear a Barry Crocker, no Brussels, but he ain't no holy friar. Anyway, you beat a Barnaby Rudge and take a butcher's. to Lighting the Void. The call-in number is 1-800-588-0335. If you would like to text, you can text in at 501-777-5631. All right, welcome back to Lighting the Void. We're here with Nathan Lee, podcaster, author, musician, and occult researcher. Uh, you, you did mention too, another thing I wanted to address in your bio is that you, you hang out in the, uh, the dark journalist show quite a bit, right? Um, it's funny. Um, yeah, I haven't been in there, uh, in a bit. Uh, I was talking with, um, someone from that show the other day and, uh, they were saying, oh yeah, you haven't been by. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, yeah, you know, I know you've had a girlfriend, you have a girlfriend and now, and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty, pretty much it. I've just, so I haven't been on that show. That's usually on like Friday evenings and I've just yeah. been like super swamped with everything. The, my, my music's becoming even more of a huge focus in my life than it's ever been before. So you can imagine Friday evenings are a bit problematic for me. For but that. you know what? The dark journalist is doing real work i'm a huge fan of his show because he digs down and talks about the facts he I talks love, about yeah. true occult facts and he brings up i love good dan wise dan yeah. wise and olivia and some of the associates of the show like Catherine austin fitz um walter bosley dr farrell and uh even like linda moulton howe and graham hancock but like uh, most of i said dr joseph farrell right i just want to make sure i did uh, yeah you said farrell dr farrell's yeah double double down on that one but yeah a lot of people are like that and Gigi young too like these are really important people that are bringing like actual you know knowledge to the world and aren't trying to like fool you with it like they're genuinely good i call them just for long and short like white lodge people right well for the well i mean the people that want to think that uh conspiracy is bs and it's there's no there's conspiracies just the crazy people all you got to do is go listen to a dark journalist show with uh Catherine austin fitz on it and you'll realize that it's not a joke that i mean this is that's the hardcore show i've ever heard in my life when it comes to revealing truth about what the government and, and corporations are doing to people and it's pretty damn scary but it's not just that it's like i respect the guy too because 
when he talks about the occult, he doesn't he doesn't do it like I do. I don't have any notes here, man. I didn't do any research like he does. Like I'm not a journalist, you know. I just talk about stuff. This guy digs and digs and digs and he gets the best information, the hard hitting information and the realest information. Like when he talked about Steiner and stuff, I was like, man, who's, who's doing this? Who's calling out Corey Good and Wilcock and at the same time talking about Rudolf Steiner, right? Nobody. And so he deserves every ounce of success that he gets for sure. I definitely gave him a shout out on episode one, 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 wait, did I get one, 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 one? Yes. Episode 11, 11 of no agenda. So I think uh, Dark Journalist is mentioned in the shout-out section of that podcast. So, yes, uh, I do love Dan Wise and Olivia. And they're very special to the overall consciousness evolution of our times. Like, long story short, I could leaper this or I could say that. And that's what I'm going to say because that's true. That's true. And it's also concise and it's, yeah, useful. So I want to circle back to what we were talking about before. So you were a skeptic of astrology. And now you realize that there's something more to it. What, what, how did that happen for you? Um, it never happens in just one thing, by the way, and never does, but it's usually a series of things, but yeah, it was my birth chart. Um, I, I think when I realized what, what my birth time and everything was, and I started to get some useful enough readings of my chart and i saw how like oh i'm not a virgo sun because all the charts will tell you if you're on september 22nd you're going to be a virgo like that happens about 80 percent of the time there are the other ones that go with the 22s right but anywho so i'm actually born like as the ticks in like the, the clock ticks right in the tick is uh right at like zero zero two seconds into libra so i'm born on the equinox and like when I figured out that I was actually an equinox and Libra, that made something shifted where I'm like, okay, this isn't fake. I don't feel alienated from this now. I feel a resonance with this now. Yeah. And then I, I, I dug in further and I'll tell you this one bit and our friend Nish Nish will appreciate this. And this is the shout out and she's going to go, she'll appreciate this is the shout out. We both have a Leo moon. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. And I always have resonated with lions and the lion archetype and being a good, strong, courageous Gryffindor, you know, stuff like that. So um, that I was like, why am I so into this lion thing if I have no Leo, right? Like, what is this? Like, You do, though. You found it. I have the Leo moon at 28 degrees, which is the same one that caused the great American eclipse. Wow. Which, from my basic understanding of astrology, means... Uh, when you walk into the room, you need that, you need that spotlight, right? You, always. And it's you know what? Here's the trippy thing is Nish is a Leo moon too, right? Uh, didn't you say that? She is. Okay. So, well, I just left Portland. I went and visited Portland, came back and Nish came down to visit. And when she, she was decked out in all her witch gear, man, like, you know, like l looking really sharp. And came in, and I was like, "Well, that's easy to tell. That's Nish right there, you know." And so I can see, I see you too, man. You got the sunglasses, the the scarf, the the you know the vest and everything, or the blazer. You got it going on. See, I'm learning. That's what I've been trying to tell people. We read all this crap. It's like, oh, if you're this sign, if you're that sign, and and you get on YouTube, and everybody's like, oh, you're an Aries, 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 or a Scorpio, but you're not. That's just one aspect of you. 
You know, it's just one planet. I'm not saying uh, ignore it, but look at the other things. Like, really look at your moon and look at your uh, Venus. Look at your um, whatever's rising, too, and look at your Venus and Jupiter and Mars. Yeah. Look at all that stuff. The rising's the most like if you're gonna if you're gonna be lazy about this then and uh, again I'm a Libra sun so dressing well Libras like beauty Venus yeah. rules Libra so I'm just like conscious like I just like sip uh, every yeah 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 so anyways <laughs> but like yeah right oh you can vault so hold on I was gonna go somewhere with that about the um yeah your rising signs like okay you got the dark side of the moon in there I like to liken this concept to the dark side of the moon if you could look at one thing and you can handle it, you would try to get all the information before it hits the pyramid, right? Mm -hmm. Once it hits the pyramid, you got your sun, you got Mercury, you got Jupiter, you got Saturn, you got, yeah, 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 yeah. But before that, you got your rising sign. And that rising sign is that white part of the dark side of the moon beam. It's the unfiltered, it's you. So wherever your rising sign is, is also the reason why it sets up why that's your first house, second house, third house, because those modalities matter where that lines up. That's why yeah. you need it. And it's also the most important one if you're going to be lazy like Libras like to be lazy. Apparently. Someone said that. I don't know. Too lazy. Yeah, somebody to said that somewhere. Right? Uh, I think I might have. But it, it does get a little complicated. And I think sometimes we overcomplicate it. But if you just start out with like a natural tropical wheel, you don't even have to get into the sidereal stuff and go down all that whole philosophical road. Just, you know, if you're a skeptic of astrology, Look at your birth chart in the most basic way, but look at all of it and study all aspects of it and then tell me it's BS. Go back and look at all the celebrity charts and everything where it lines up with all their stuff. It's not BS, man. Like these energies are real. They're definitely real. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And to top it off, we talked about how uh, earlier, how we see that in the tarot and how it corresponds to things. And then you look on this planet and you read all these grimoires, books that say, well, this is why this snake has this color and is designed this way because it's got this kind of Martian thing and it, you can use it for certain spells and stuff. And you're like, nah, maybe, maybe not. But if you really put all that together, it makes sense. And here's where I get tossed up. Does it work because there's truth to that? Or does it work, does it work because my mind believes it because it sees all the correspondences and triggers my subconscious? And therefore changes my focus and perception. That's what I so wonder it sometimes. Makes, it makes me think, um, I'm going to say off the bat, I'm humble enough to admit I have no idea how any of this really works. Number two, I'm going to say it makes me think of Michael Tessarian. Uh, 
Um, it makes me think of like how numbers go both ways. So like if you're dealing with the numbers on the archetypes working through you. Yeah. And uh, also basically uh, the third way that I was like, uh, who was the, uh, the third one? I was gonna... Anyways. Well, yeah, yeah, that's right. Miguel on his show recently had a guest. He was talking about uh, the occult. Uh, some of the other symbols in the occult and his opening for the show was talking about how symbols are living things and that they actually work on you as you work on them. So again, when I say I'm humble enough to say, I don't know, like seriously, I really don't know, Yeah. but it seems like it's a give and take, you know, like everything can be sensed on the wheel, so to speak, you know, it's a giant spider's web. Everything is connected. And if it's disconnected, it's probably a hell state. Or something really peaceful. I don't know. Maybe a little bit of weird both. It's just an uncomfortable ish. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's good to say that you don't know. And but I I got this thing in my mind where I can't stop analyzing it. I, I do that with everything. I can't stop analyzing, trying to figure out what it is. So I get kind of um, uh, obsessive, almost like the mad scientist. And I'll start doing the experiments on my own. Uh, like back in the day when I first started studying Frederick Xavier stuff, right? And he has this series called The Laws of Magic. 50 Laws of Magic are 50 weeks, and you get 50 laws. Do what? Did you take that? Yeah, I have every, I've taken every course he's he's has, all of them. Yeah. And yeah, so, so one of the biggest things were that I learned is if it matters to you, if you're trying to manifest something in your life and it's a big thing, and it matters to you. It's going to be difficult for you. You're not, you, you have to become a really good magician to learn how to do these things. But if you experiment with things that do not matter in any kind of way to you, like an orange ball or a toy or something that doesn't matter, it happens like clockwork. It's easy. So there's this thing in our minds and yeah. maybe in our soul where that place of doubt lives that's keeping us from being who we could really become as far as manifesting things magically in our lives. And I want to obsess over why that is so bad and try to figure that out. You know, can't help. Didn't you just answer your own question though, by saying that something that you try to do. Yeah, I did. It's kind of like, it's kind of, uh, yeah, it's perplexing. Yeah. Because I want that so bad, you know? So, if even so, you know how you can do like magical spells for truth. Like I want the truth about this. You can actually do spells for that and get truth, but you're right. But because this thing matters so much, I'm breaking the law. Thanks for saying that. Then I'll never find the answer because in my mind, it's already been so hard, you know? Well, it's like, that's why Zen masters ask the Cohen and stuff like that. Yeah, I get that. Or like the, I, Kanye. I, no, do, do you, <laughs> But do you get it? Yeah, I do. I actually do. No, no, no. But, but do you? Do I? Now you're confusing me. That was the Cohen. I got you. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, Wait, but... Does it? <laughs> yeah, does it make sense? Like, oatmeal pack, like, drove the effect. It's just like... Yeah. Oh, the first time I remember seeing that was Robin Williams in the movie Toys. It was at some um, movie second-run movie theater, I think. It was like the poster of him, and it's like the poster was in the poster, in the poster, in the poster. Yeah. And I was like, that's a really trippy visual effect. Like, for my eight-year-old mind, that was hard to understand, or whatever yeah. that came from. Well, it's you know cool what? Visual. 
you belong you belong with the crowd here man because we got listeners we do things like listeners night and last week we had the listener named fee who was trying these experiments and he sat in front of a mirror and i thought well, i think what was he doing he's sitting in front of a mirror meditating and i don't know if he was doing a mantra or, not, or something but his visual disappeared like his reflection disappeared and he was telling us about it on the air and i was like wait a minute so you could see next do it again next time and see if you can move through the mirror like a scrying card or something you know and he's that's an awesome idea yeah yeah because when you look at a scrying card if you study scrying at all they put those flashing colors on there for a reason like you know uh scarlet and green uh, if you're using tatwa cards say for example or or uh blue and orange just really flashing colors so when you start staring at it long enough it does that visual effect where it starts to flash and it starts to you know do that thing that your mind does where it starts to make stuff disappear and then you close your eyes and you can see the shape like a light it's light in that shape and then you move through it and then you record every visual every entity everything you see and that's what these cats used to do back in the day and so i was thinking well if he's doing it with a mirror maybe he can move through the damn mirror you know sounds wild i know Needs to listening be now. That shit. No, he needs to be genuinely careful about going into unknown territory like that. Yeah, because you could get trapped, right? No, I don't know. I literally, <laughs> I mean, okay, so no, okay, to your point, let's back it up and just talk in the lexicon for a second. You're doing the tatvas, you're going through, say, a five pointed orange star, whatever it would be. I don't know. You go through and you'd record everything for that reason. It's probably got a lot of Martian archetypes in there because of the five pointed. I don't know how that works right now. Yeah. The idea is. You get what you get there, but the reason that you're recording it is because it has some sense. It has some overall subconscious or greater magical power to it. It has some value. It has a story, some kind of lesson you can use to craft a spell or unlock some kind of thing. This, that, the other. So far, so good. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. But the same thing, I suppose, would be said for the uh, the other experience itself. I mean, you don't, except you don't know what you're gonna get over there because you're just, you know depending on what the mantra is, I suppose, but there's less confining boundaries than a shape. A shape seems to be pretty uh, archetypally guiding. Oh yeah, and, uh, it is. Might an, uh, it might not be enough of an anchor is all. Yeah, it is the way they had it. So I'll go back to the golden dawn again. The way they taught this in the golden dawn was for the, before you did this crying, you had to learn how to trace certain symbols. So just like if you're doing the lesser banishing ritual, of the pentagram, when you trace a pentagram, it's nothing here in the physical realm, but in the astral realm, when you're using that visual, it's making it right. But you learn that and you learn that art. So when you finally do get to do all of your work in the astral realm and you meet entities, you can trace glyphs of planets, glyphs of Hebrew letters, or do certain uh, Egyptian signs of like um, LVX or whatever to test entities and to protect yourself. Right, so they don't really want you just to jump in and throw your psyche in there that way. But I was just thinking, like, I don't know why. Maybe it was a bad suggestion, but I was thinking, man, this really does correspond to those Tatua cards, you know? Could be. Uh, everyone's free to do their own thing, but since you're running a like public audio service, whatever, something could, you know, just say this is not medical, whatever. <laughs> yeah, do the discretion thing, yeah, for sure. Buffet. You literally do that and you're pretty good. And I mean, it's silly to do other. And even if you do it, you can make it just like, hey, haha, gee, just kidding. But yeah. You know. Well, Fee, if you got lost, man, 
please let me know you didn't get lost and i hope you're listening to this because well, uh furthermore yeah not just the legal side of things but honestly we don't want anyone's soul getting at, that was the original point of this <laughs> yeah don't get your soul trapped in Jesus for sure <laughs> yeah but wait, no but then we have then you become like somehow karmically responsible and have to train like a series of soul divers who interdimensionally enter an unknown pocket universe war okay that was cool back to the show yeah but that's what i'm all about see man that's what the void see that's what we are is like void walkers that's why we call ourselves that here is because we're willing to go there you know yeah it's probably dangerous yeah there's probably some stuff out there we probably shouldn't mess with but how the hell are we going to get the answers instead of assuming to know we're just going to try to learn who we are all while the same time exploring consciousness and, and you know and we talk about the out-of-body experience quite a bit on here because uh, if uh, let's just say frederick xavier's teachings and my own out-of-body experience and a little bit of science is what started this show all together you know sounds fair makes sense you ever had an out-of-body experience I've had a few different questionable of what was causing them, but yes, long answer, short yes. Gotcha. Well, um, I'm obsessed with them because I had the one that I've talked about a million times on this show. And I don't know. Have you ever had this thing in your life where you're trying to find something mystical and magical in your life, something spiritual sciencey, something that's so unreal that, if it was real, it would change everything for you. So that's what happened to me. Like I read Robert Monroe's books, William Buellman's books. And I thought this has got to be real. There's so many like older dudes with integrity that are taking a scientific method about this, explaining to me that I have these different bodies, you know, that I could actually move around in. And I want to do this thing, man. And I think that magical willpower kind of took over because I was so focused on it that it actually really did happen one time. And I peeled myself out, looked at myself sleeping, walked outside, flew to a tree, you know, and never, never had that feeling again, that heightened sense of vividness, that buzz, that being around, feeling the walls and the material through the walls, never had that sense. And it was that moment where I was like, holy hell, this is real. Like, this is real. This is real. This is real. I've got to tell everybody. And I never thought for a moment, well, this is how you get locked up in, you know, padded rooms because I wanted to tell everybody, man, I wanted to say everything we've ever been taught is BS or it's maybe a smaller understanding of what's really going on, you know? And I kind of think magic, I'm talking too much here, but I kind of think magic, the magician's tapped into that and then they took it to a religious level because it was the only thing that they knew you know or maybe it was the only thing that they could relate it to but then how do you explain john d's enochian language so ooh, yeah or the fact that tool used it for the song phi update award which is just fantastic that they equivocate aliens with art bell's old 9-11 caller from that's September 11th, 1997, in which he does say this caller who says that he's escaped from Area 51 on a medical discharge and that he's being triangulated by unknown pursuers. He says disasters are coming 
four years to the day, of course, four is uh, two twos or two. I don't know if you ever noticed about the word tower. It's uh, what is that word doing? It's twoing, if you ask me. Tower is twoing. It's two tours. Yeah, but so didn't, they, get, didn't they say that that was a hoax? That guy called back in and said that was me and it was a hoax. Well, and- uh, I'll finish. I'll, I'll come back around to it. It's fine if it is, too. It's actually completely okay because um, just like the prophets at Oracles at Delphi or other prophets have been possessed by like a, quote, madness, and they've said things in tongues or said truths, yeah, yeah. you know, was, was, he, was he hoaxing? Or was he calling in shamefacedly or whatever, saying damage control? Hey, uh, my, you know, body was a little hijacked, and I said some shit. <laughs> right? Yeah. That wasn't really me. That yeah. was me being Liz Frazier getting possessed on stage, like the Cocteau Twins do, like Christopher Laurie Knowles of Secret Son, longest run-on sentence ever does talk about. But anyways, yeah, man, possession's real, right? The Irish call it the changeling. Uh, you know, it's all across the country from you know, all across time. Golbecky Tepley, I'm sure, Tepe surely has their own uh, shamans who had works with possessions and transmogrifications and the soul work. So the point comes back around to this ability to draw in this kind of like transformative energy into the body. <laughs> and uh, let's, let's, let's tie it off there for now. Because uh, we could say some more about it. I'm going gonna, gonna to pause it there for a second. Yeah. I mean, I could. I could say a lot about it because I think it's everything. I think, uh, honestly think that learning how to tap into, all right, I'm just going to say it. So all of the stuff I've read in spirituality and mythology and the hero's journey and the archetypes and the 12 and everything are really teaching us about this like alchemical process, I believe where we're here to like really engulf ourselves into the human experience, right? Like just really engulf ourselves into this thing called the human experience and learn all about energy, right? And the second we start learning about focus and energy, then the body becomes the soil where we grow this thing that a lot of people call a soul or whatever. Some people have called it a light body. Some people have called it the lunar or solar body and you know in a lot of occult books but you can see this because there's people on so many different levels of consciousness and they talk about these different bodies i've talked to him on the show man um some never get out of the lunar body so to speak the way it's described the way israel regardi spoke it and others are going to other realms that you can't imagine and then of course you got all the other people saying that they did this and that and they're just trying to be a part of something. But you know the real people from, you just know, because they're so profound in their stories and their information. And it's like, okay, there's something to this. So what the hell does it have to be hidden for? Why? Why does it have to be hidden? Well, the only reason why things get hidden is because, one, your brain, you're either not ready for the information as a society yet, or it's dangerous. That's Could it just thinking. be that the information three doesn't flow that way? Like it has to be this way because of the nature of it. And it's like, it has to be something that because of whatever weird rule in this manifestation of physics, like it needs to be looked at, not looked at like to be like Japanese or German about it. Like in the language, it needs to be not looked at, looked at, looked at, not looked at. And so then you can perceive it slowly like that to look at God's faces, to be blinded. Yeah. That kind of kind of like left brain right brain thing you know you can't you can't get too much of one brainstorm yeah 
I don't know. Like there's several ways to look at it. And I think it's important not to throw out the brain baby with the brain bath water. You know, there's <laughs> obviously, yeah, there's obviously neurological stuff, but like, sure. Okay, cool. We get that. Let's get back to the show. You know what I mean? Really? Like there's all sorts of important things that are happening on the. Here. On, yeah. The ultraviolet, like whatever, beyond that, the other spectrums. Um, And that's to say like also, when you talk about growing a soul too, I think people are brought together because the conversations that they have, they're like weird astral, like, you know, you know, in a chart, you got like energies pinging off of each other and that does something for creation. I'm taking my mic away from my face when I yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. This is, yeah. this is a guest that's actually holding a mic, here, but it sounds really good though. It looks like you're on stage talking, man. It's cool. You're holding a mic, but it sounds good. I've already had people message me and be like, this guy sounds like the host and you don't. So it actually sounds good. So <laughs> no, don't feel bad about it, but it's cool. I'm looking at his face right now. So yeah, but, but no, 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 I get what you're saying. But, um, that's where the kind um, of paranormal field comes in though, too. Cause we've got people that are, they're interested in that. Like on the fringe, they want to know what am I not seeing? How come these instruments are picking this up? Uh, and they've been called aliens, Bigfoot, uh, uh, Tulpas. They got all kinds of names for these. Entities, I think I'm an you know? alien sometimes. You I are. genuinely, it, people have been telling me that. And like, I'm like, that would, you know what? Out of like dire lack of ego, that would make effing sense. I well, don't, this place. And I, I mean, honestly, we're all aliens. And if that's the case, but yada, yada, yada. No, but I mean, like, what year were you born? Past 1982? Uh, Year of our Lord, the year of our Lord Orwell, nineteen eighty four. Eighty four. Okay, so yeah, I didn't get that. Sorry. So nineteen eighty four. All right. So we just got through talking to PMH Atwater, and she specifically like studies uh, uh, past lives with children, babies, all the stuff. I love that. And she's even developing books to so chil- so parents can read to their children about uh you know monkey does this and baby monkey does that but the, but it's really things that they might remember and go oh i remember when i did this or when i came into my body and blah 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 so she's writing these books to try to trigger these memories in the children and what That's she's found out wrote. it's pretty smart right um and so what she found out is is that or what her opinion is through her studies is that if you were born after 1982 or further on you have this kind of like a, a heightened sensitivity to spirituality to the right brain to i forget what she was talking about how it's not like you're ultra sensitive it's more like when you say you don't belong here that's how it really feels it's not you just saying that because you're not getting your way or life is tough or anything like you really feel disconnected from what this is about because there's a whole new generation of spirits coming through now. And she says it's from 1982 to what's, what's coming now at the same time. Um, I'm just grokking the facts, looking at my own chart, looking at like stuff like your nodes, like your North node and your South node where like your soul purpose and said is said to be found. Like you're coming from this past. Okay. Perfect. To your point, right. From past life to holy shit. Pardon yeah. my language. All right. I'm having one right now. All right. Um, so your past life is your cell like a vault. How am I doing this? Uh, one of them, uh, I do this all the time, but one of them is, I believe your north nodes, your past life, and your south nodes 
I'm probably reversing it. But North anyways, Node is like uh, your your life purpose and your past life. Your South Node is the Draconis, whatever's kind of like your past life karma. Yeah. Yeah, good. All right, so it is. That makes sense. So nor- True North. Fo- oh, that makes True North, dude. Follow your soul's purpose. That's, That's right. True North. Yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dude, I never even thought of it that way. Yeah, in the Golden Dawn, they call it the Draconis, whatever, but really it's just the north and south node of the moon. That's what sure, it sure. is. Yeah, my brain was. I mean, I knew I was flipping it. Thank you. All right. Um. So my uh, mind. Oh, you got vault. All right. I, I I got a cop to this. I have something in Gemini. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm, I know. I'm gonna come out and admit this. I have something in. Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy guy saw, right here. That's what. This one's. This show's going nowhere. Right off the bat. Uh, no, I'm just playing. All the. All of us have some Gemini. You yeah, just we do. Hate it. Like ninety nine point nine percent of the populace. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. So don't hate everyone. But um, so the the point is, is that Gemini isn't Gemini is as loving as it is hating to that point. And I do have my self note at twenty nine degrees Gemini. I think no, sorry, my north. Good, good lord. Wherever my soul's purpose is going, it's to bring things into this dimension. Basically, is the point. My other one's in Scorpio. So it comes from the occult and brings it into common language. That's it. Yeah. So that seems to be like one of the things I'm here to do. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's makes sense based on what you're saying tonight and how your personality type is, you know, but how the hell do we do? Maybe we need to have you on more often so you can explain some of this stuff. I've, I've literally done 400 and something episodes trying to explain magic right the occult like how does people want to know how does it work i don't know all i know is that it does work and that it's not as evil as everybody says it to but i'm not saying it can't be but the way that ryan gable and i have tried to explain it several times it's like you can take fire okay and you can cook your meals with it it can heat your house you can have a better life because of fire or you can burn yourself to death and, you know, napalm people with it. It's like, that's probably why, and I'm answering my own question here, that they kept this stuff hidden for the people that were at a certain intelligence level, I believe, to see through the symbolism in the text of Scripture and in everything else because once you get to that level, you're probably already a certain stage of consciousness. It's kind of like the Kabbalah, right? The Jews... You know, I used to think it's ridiculous that they would tell their uh, students, uh, the rabbis, no, you can't study the mysteries until you're 40, right? So wouldn't that, they used to make me angry thinking about it, but the more I look into this, yeah, the older we get, 
the more wisdom we get, the more responsible we become. Even if we're like assholes, we still have a little bit more responsibility when we get older and wiser, you know? That's true. That's so true. they they look at this stuff that's extremely powerful, and then you can start coming into figuring out what this is all about. And I can't help but say this so many times on the show, uh, Nathan Lee, is that the, the Kabbalah, the tree of life, at least the western side of this thing, there's so much to that glyph, man. There's so so much stuff there that when I talk about it, people are like, yeah, but it's complicated mess, and you really don't need it, and you really don't have to look at it. And I'm like, okay, well, if I really don't need it and I really don't have to look at it, and it's so complicated, why does all of these books and everything I'm looking at keep leading back to this thing when I'm looking for the manifested universe and trying to figure out what's going on? You're going to love this book that I just got, The Key of It All. Like it's uh, Kabbalah, Hebrew uh, letter systems with like several different interpretations, like Crowley, Paul Foster Case, Manly P. Hall. This is like a masterwork, uh, and it's gonna go, it goes over several different things in uh, gematria and Hebrew as well as I Ching. Right? That's crazy. It's a genius book. Anyways, um, gosh, yeah. The reason I insist um, upon making sure that like. I'm very clear about the magic and the power of names is you could use an example that we opened up with. I said, I get around to my name when you have N A T H I E L and whatever it is, Nathaniel, just the typical um, Hebraic name, Nathaniel. Yeah. The difference, what's the difference? Why is that even different than Nathan? Right. Why is that? Because you have I E L right. That adds the of God. I E L is L Elohim, right? The electric force, like that electricity, you ever play Final Fantasy? Dude, Final Fantasy 7 for months. You know, that you know, was my holy, favorite one. You know, you cast Holy in any of those games, like a weird ball of glowing ghost electricity. Yeah, we're getting geeky now, but yeah, absolutely, yes. Yeah. That's Elohim energy. That's the same shit. No, bring it back to the Spielberg level. That's the same shit that launched out of the uh, Ark in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, that conceptual level of fiery electricity. All right? So when you look at that, that's... E that's like the um what's his name ezekiel like the kind of lightning and flashing you would see that's what was the main what was the main character's name in that the evil guy it was sephiroth sephiroth wasn't it sephiroth yes correct in seven yep do you think the people that designed that game i see this stuff all the time like i think occultists design these games man. well yeah i mean it's called jehovah or genova the main thing is like looks like jehovah almost right yeah I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, it's no, it's, it's of course the I mean, a cult fan came from final fantasy eight, but yeah, where was I, do you, where was I guess I was about to finish that. Um, the reason why to... you try to bring things down to a, um, no. normal level, you started there or like an understanding no, was, or something. I was about to say something, um, at the, uh, something, holy energy, right. I E L right. Yeah. So electric, I-E-L, the Elohim. So the reason that in biblically with the Kabbalistic, the Nathan and the uh, Nathan-I-L, one means the gift of God and the other means the gift is because of the suffix I-E-L. Using gematria, all the vowels are substitutable. I learned that from Marty Leeds. I love Marty Leeds. Yeah, he's good. Dude, yes, he when is. Comes, that he's... seven cipher is amazing. I love it. Yeah. And so, and so you realize that, so yes, yeah, so... Anyways, so when you look at this, like IEL, it's important the Nathan Lee. It's the same weird thing with IEL, but it's EEL and it's like split into two. So you've got this gift of God, but
but instead it puts this emphasis on the e electric eel electric lee electric kind of like holy energy so my yeah. name means holy gift the gift of god or holy gift really and that's so, the hidden tool album called the holy gift that i'm working on this new so yes i'll be damned don't be damned. Be, no, but be, listen, be but, but you know what? Seriously, Tool is. God, I, this is their last album that they made, isn't it? Didn't they say that? Like, this is it. The one that they just released. I didn't see anyone saying that in any definitive sense. I really believe. I think Maynard James Keenan. There's probably some bullcrap articles that are surfacing around. You know how that goes. Um, but. When they did that band, The Perfect Circle, and we talked about it on the show quite a bit, the th the song, The Three Libras. I mean, we analyzed that song to death. I th I think I think there's some real geniuses spiritually that have been put on this earth. They may not even know that they are to just deliver us messages, almost like almost like when you get you know uh, a zip file is right on windows or something but download yeah yeah so like a tool song is like a zip file into your subconscious and you take you that song in and how it just, much i love what you're saying i don't mean to cut you off i'm just driven by the emotional response to say dude you're fucking preaching to the part of my language yeah man <laughs> yeah you know i've been trying to watch it on my own accord just for the sake of what we try not to curse on here but it happens it's okay brother oh i, I pardon my language part of so me as, <laughs> right excuse uh, uh, yeah. that can, we're just gonna get sillier if we do that okay focusing yeah tool um the idea is like they really are a powerful like channeling and i think like you talked about how like you sometimes you just can't care to make good things happen in some parts and other parts you have to be it's there's time to be hands-on there's time you know no one to hold them no one to fold them blah 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 right so Danny Carey was like originally not going to even like he, they were, they were, their drummer bummed out on them and they had no drummer. It was Adam and Maynard, right? Maynard's not his real name. It's a character he created, but so it happens. This man, uh, this boy at the time, James Keenan calling himself Maynard in Michigan. There's a, he ended up living in Boston, working at a pet store in Massachusetts. There's a town called Maynard with a James Keenan field. What? Weird. Yeah, no, the, the world's a hiccup. The world's a dream. The world is a fractal. So anyways, um, the point is, is that when um, you're talking about there's time to not care, Danny was just like, all right, whatever, I'll drum with you guys. And then there was something there, I guess. And, you know, anyways, they have Well, he's a album. magician, right? That's what they're saying in the yeah. chat room. The easiest way to justify or turn someone on to Danny's magical interest is to go to his own website, dannycarry.com org or whatever and go to slash for i think it's forward slash library and that's you'll see his books on there all these kenneth grant books um he's actually i think i have at least one of the books he has he has a lot of great rare texts on there though it's delicious anyways it's magically delicious literally um so anyways yeah um the point is is they did you know that they have an album in lateralis that you can unzip called the holy gift what no dude did you know you're talking to the guy well okay listen i have a few ideas if there's a uh, you ever heard of ryan peverly show a culture yeah yeah i have actually i've listened to it a few times 
actually tried it, right? to get that dude on the show and i think he was like well what are we going to talk about because i don't really know much and i'm like what okay but yeah i like his show um god ryan's a ryan's a great guy and um i was on his show talking actually a few times i was on his show uh, talking about fear inoculum a couple of weeks ago and i was on his show originally talking about the holy gift which is the hidden album within tools lateralis when you rearrange it by the fibonacci sequence and suddenly i'm just not even giving a shit just stoned with my friend making stuff up and i said hey and so you take this song and you do this and you do this and suddenly I realized that there's a consciousness elevation story hidden within this unfolded album that Tool made. Yeah. And how did that happen? Did, and see, that's what I'm wondering. Are they that big of geniuses? How, that- how did it happen that I was walking a dog named Shadow listening to Nick Redfern talk about the women in black when <laughs> a guy built me from across the street, invited me to talk to him, and told me about a UFO group that meets in towns near me that is turns out to be run by friends of my family from when I was a child who worked with my father, yada yada yada. Hold the phone a second. Okay. So this is where we're gonna this is where we're gonna take a break because we've already missed one break. That's how cool this conversation has been. And then you've got to tell me that story, man. For real. You've got to tell me that story. Um We'll be right back with Nathan Lee. Uh, OccultFan.com, is that the website? Yes, sir. OccultFan.com is the website for reference tonight. I'm Joe Roop. This is Lighting the Void. Stay with us. Be back after these messages. and I want to remind you to keep your radio, phone, tablet, or computer tuned to The Fringe FM and visit the website, thefringe.fm, to listen to the entire lineup of shows. You can also catch my broadcast, The Secret Teachings, Monday through Friday, beginning at 12 a.m. midnight U.S. Pacific Time, right here on The Fringe FM. and you're listening to The Fringe FM. You can tug all day long on a carpet that's been glued to the floor. Then you hurt. There are many strong glues out there. Let's see, there's liquid nails and Gorilla Glue. You ever try to remove 3M5200? That adhesive is strong. Then there's bathroom caulk, silicone rubber, adhesive tape, super glue, flex tape, and stickers. Graffiti. Scientists have come up with glues that stay stuck and can't be removed. Until now. Until Handyman Formula by DeBond. That's right. 95% of adhesives become unstuck when you spray Handyman Formula directly on them. Just spray, wait a few minutes, and remove. It's amazing. Most adhesives become unstuck when you use Handyman Formula. Visit DeBondCorporation.com or MCMaster.com. Call 561-575-4200. This stuff really works. Handyman Formula by DeBond, a great Christmas gift. 
This is Reverend John M. Polk. Please visit me at johnpolkmedia.com and visit my show, Quantum Hologram Matrix, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, every Tuesday on thefringe.fm. My name is Jake. I'm from Billings, Montana, and I am a Void Walker. Hey, Joe Root. Thanks for lighting the void. This is Janine in the bluegrass of Kentucky, and I am a Void Walker. What's up, guys? This is Damien from San Marcos, Texas, and I'm a Void Walker. I listen to the show to keep myself aligned with the world. Hi, this is Laura, a.k.a. Laura Lavender. I'm from Las Vegas, and I listen to Lighting the Void because it helps me understand some of the strangest experiences I've had. So thanks for all that you do and for always being there for us, Joe. Okay, nurse, let's get this man to the ER stat. Right away, doctor. We see this every day. Heart attack or angina pain due to blocked and clogged arteries. Chelation can remove obstructions or blockages from arteries and help avoid painful and expensive surgery. Now there's Angioprim. It's a liquid oral chelation product that you take with juice. You start to feel the results fast. Angioprim increases blood flow all over the body, and that means more energy and strength to take on the day with less aches and pains. Six Sixty years of research has gone into chelation, and angioprim is the result. A safe and easy way to unblock your veins and arteries from buildup that slow circulation. Paging Dr. Jones, please report to the emergency room right away. Log on now to angioprim.com. That's A-N-G-I-O-P-R-I-M.com. Or to speak with a trained consultant, give angioprim a call at 954-882-7221. That's 954-882-7221. Hey, is that a new music app? Yeah, check it out. Surfer Music Discovery. It links to thousands of online stations, but the twist is you see the song names and artists that are now playing live. That's different. No guessing. Looks like a waterfall of music. So many formats. Rock, oldies, country, R&B, jazz, and a whole lot more. How's that spelled? Surfer. S-U-R-F-R. Is it expensive? It's free. No need to sign up or sign in. Get the Surfer Music app free from Google Play or the App Store. Hola, French listeners. This is Dave Cruz of Beyond the Strange, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. To call Joe, pick up the phone, dial 1-800-588-0335, toll free from the United States or Canada. listening to Lighting the Void Radio. All right, welcome back to Lighting the Void. I'm your host, Joe Root. Nathan Lee is our guest tonight. Uh, tomorrow night, we're not going to do the open lines. We're going to have our guest that was supposed to be here with us, uh, I believe, Monday night. So we're going to be talking about breath alchemy. And that's going to be cool. So you really want to tune in for tomorrow night's show. Um, and then next week, we're going to kick off another huge round of guests. But tonight, our guest is Nathan Lee. The website is occultfan.com. Author, podcaster, musician. And before the break, man, you were telling us. So we were talking about synchros, kind of. Um, and we got into Tool and 
how there's all kinds of different magical zip files in their music. And you were telling me a story about how you were walking a, a dog or something named Shadow and then just all these synchronicities with Nick Redfern and UFO people. Man, you got to start just start from the beginning because that was like an outline. I'm like, what? And, you know, I got to hear the I got to hear this whole thing. So what happened, man? Long story short, um, and I'll bring it I'll bring it up to present. Um, I think it's like back around the time when all the weird stuff's happening and I'm starting to get more and more into chaos magic and different um, methods of learning uh, how to better yourself and how to do better magic overall. And I was listening to, I think it was um, Greg Carlwood's Higher Side Chats Plus episode of Nick Redfern's Women in Black. And it was one of those super synchro storms where I'm like listening to it, walking this dog named Shadow, of course, Shadow Women in Black. And he's um, talking about Raven Hill, Raven something or other. And I'm, I'm looking suddenly, my eyes are dead on Raven Hill Road, as he says, Raven. So it's like, uh-huh, okay. Like the other day, I'm listening to No Agenda and I hear Iowa on the thing as a car with the plate Iowa 83 goes by. I'm just like, you know you know yeah what's you know what's going on here you you feel trinity talking in your ear again right yeah i know you know this well, isn't real <laughs> I, I think I, got a, I think i saw a pink flash off of a jesus fish or something but anyways yeah. no but the, bring it back around so it was a heavy thing and um uh, you can see how i dress and i hear hey ernie bach ernie bach is this local uh son of a famous car dealer who became ernie in the mechanics i think or something like that he became a self-styled rock star and he can do that because he has lots of money and lots of property so ernie box is kind of like minor but he calls me because he's got the long hair and stuff and he goes hey ernie box so he's just i i come to now know who it is and i love this guy but i almost just you know, ghosted him. I almost just walked right by like, nope, <laughs> not today. Yeah, this isn't happening this time, right? <laughs> not today. <Yeah. laughs> but I do have this thing where I've always kind of been like, I don't know. I don't want, I'm not going to say it that way, but like, I'm really open to people. Like I do really care about, I understand people's plights from a lot of different levels of like how hard times and just people across the spectrum of what people be so like this guy i was open to giving him a shot and i said okay some i'm I'll, I'll warm my heart and what's going on and he starts talking this that the other thing and he tells me that there's this ufo group and i'm not gonna okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Disclose the finer details. It's none of, you know. But um, it's an active UFO group. It's, 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 it's you know, you could, you know, people know the, all the major groups out there. It's, it's major enough. And anyway, so turns out, and I didn't find this out. I go on, you know, I start going. I, I go there. I, 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 long story short from that part, I start going. So much I could say, but you know, we go on. You start house. attending the group, basically, is what you're saying. The group, gotcha. It's magical stuff. Like this is all before I joined Freemasonry. This is all before I became a Rosicrucian. Uh-huh. This is all. This is all before stuff. And you're like, um, you're like, but these people who are into different kinds of stuff, like some of them believe in Arcturans, some of them believe in like, I don't know, you know, really, the some of these people have worked with John Mack. Like that's the extent of what I'll say. Okay. Like these are really hip and deeply interesting and experienced, experienced, experienced OGs. These are family. These are UFO fam. You got to understand. Like these are the dudes and dudettes and the people who make it happen. Level of respect, like Linda Moulton Howe, basically long and long story short. And turns out, Speaking of the Enchanted Fox, my ho- my home magic store that I might have mentioned, we have the three levers sync with there in a good way though. Uh, Maynard was talking about there's like two, three levers in his life and two or two, ma- two there was too many, so he was there was one welcome Libra and one two that weren't basically in his life. I think it was part of the song. That's where I saw him explain the lyrics. But um, to bring it back around to the synchronicities, it turns out that. These people all are in a similar circle. Like these people are from the same area. Turns out, since I'm from this area too, that my parents were actually not only friends with them and had them over at our house at what I can now say is, well, I'm not going to say my, my home. If you heard my, the address that I was growing, that I grew up at for my 21st years of my life, if you were looked at, looked at it magically, you might, you might plot. So anyways, the point is, is that, and then you'd be like, then you'd be like saying that these people were actually at my house when I was a kid. And like two of them worked with my dad. It gets so weird because I'm not going to even mention, but it gets absolutely sci-fi like stuff they're working. And that's all I'll say. You can't tell me anything, right? You got to give me something here. I feel like April O'Neil and Ninja Turtles right now. I'm not getting the story, you know? Oh, man, I'm glad you brought up Ninja. I just talked about Ninja Turtles right over there. I'm looking at the silly synchronicities. I realized how I just pell-mell through some VHS tapes, got Godzilla in 1985, and then an episode of the Ninja Turtles on VHS right above it. (laughs) Right, yeah. And over here, I have some random, like, Dragon Ball Z tape, and then above that, I got, like, some random Pokemon, like, Toys R Us promo tape. So, so I got them all there. So, okay. Well, all right. Well, da- <clears throat> damn. I was hoping I'd get some, you know, details, like some sticky details. You a, yeah, no, but let me bring you a couple of experience. I'll give you an experience that we, um, sure. Uh, please. I, we were at the, um, camp out this year and anonymous member of group. And I were up late in against an RV and we had this awesome experience. Like just, isolating this one experience from any of the other ones earlier we had this thing we were staring at the star together and suddenly we were like is that moving towards us is that star moving (laughs) yeah 
we were pressed up against a uh, a solid wall. There's no moving this thing, and therefore us. And so this object is optically, truly, dimensionally, and I would say directionally as well as degree-wise changing space. It's coming towards us, and it came solid towards us. I don't know how long. <clears throat> now, okay. So and then it, I'm not trying yeah. to downplay this at all, but sometimes that can be like a a, a helicopter and an airplane that you don't hear, especially if it's it went back to where it was before, right afterwards. Really? Okay. Because sometimes at night oh, it's trajectory. Our stuff from our stuff. It wasn't a helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. I'm just looking. I've had that happen to me a couple of times, but you know, it, it really only happens though in the helicopter and plane case is when it's perfect like when it's dead on coming at you and that's yeah. well, usually very rare you know i only i only mentioned that because you wanted an example yeah i mean i i don't have to yeah but just if it's if you know it wasn't then it wasn't man i mean i know you're smart enough to tell the difference i can tell am you know? i am i don't know am i what the fuck do i know well sometimes <laughs> at like <clears throat> i actually when i was a kid took off running from one one time with my cousin jeremiah yeah, because we were sta we were looking across the street at my neighbor's house, Mrs. Graves, and I said, "Look how freaking bright that star is, man." You know, yeah. and he's like, "Yeah, it is. That's really bright." And I was like, "It's getting closer. It's uh, it's coming right at us." You know, and as it as it finally got to us, we f it freaked us out because we didn't hear no airplanes or any helicopter, you know, blades or anything like that. So I'm thinking this is an alien. We we took off running, but we didn't actually hear the sound till it went over the top of us afterwards but if you didn't hear any sounds and it was i mean it, you probably saw a ufo people see that stuff before i've seen the reports and mufon and stuff where people seen these too uh but they get heavily uh, scrutinized because that happens with planes and airplanes sometimes too and if you ever file a report with mufon they will make you feel like you're lying you know are you sure it wasn't this? Was it that? Was it before they even investigated? You know? So, um, yeah, that's pretty cool, though, man, that you saw a UFO because a lot of people don't even have. I've only I had one UFO experience. I didn't say it was a UFO for sure. Like, I, I'm just telling you, like, exactly the, um, the optical metrics which we experienced. I'm not naming that. Really? Okay. So it could have been a, it could have been a. You never. It could have been a plane then, maybe. Who knows? No, right? no, no, no. I don't think I'm explaining. Explaining my. Exp yeah, because I'm the confused. Last, the last thing I'll say, it looked like we were looking at a star. The solid star, very slowly approached us where we were, and eventually went back to where it was, just like boop. But like we were like, oh, that's different. That's yeah, that's a little different. Yeah, we were both. We literally experienced this object moving slowly towards us. I wouldn't give you this, dude. I have way too many. No, this was some. This was some. Yeah, that's a real deal. Holyfield, there. This was some. This was some Raspberry Pi deals. So all I'm saying is that we also had like, um, what was another one? I okay. So I'm gonna give you one. You know how Easter changes from April to March, yada yada, back and forth. Yeah. Apparently, uh. Apparently, someone was paying attention to that because I was up early. I love Sundays. Sundays are great. I just, great, great day. A lot of, lot of guitar stuff. Remind me to tell you about the angels and the guitar before we finish up tonight. Um, so what happened was I was looking out my window east, and I was peering over the horizon. 
and I was seeing this kind of like light, like like an orb, and I was like, no, no, I'm not. It's Easter, by the way. It's yeah. Sunday. It's Easter Sunday. On so that's why I mentioned the March April thing, and it's going. So uh, for your listener, that's just what is that? Is he? And so I'm moving my hand side, like completely laterally, so side, like a like a flat surface, yeah. and then it stops perpendicular to the flat surface. Uh, dear listener, shoot straight up, just not like how things. So I knew it was a um, what I consider these things more interdimensional or fairy um, in a way. Uh, that's how I understand a lot of this. I think well, they saw um, those kind of like they've. They've witnessed those in Israel too, I think. Where there's there's some really cool footage that John D'Souza showed me of kind of like what you're talking about, where it just kind of it floats over the top of these buildings, and and it's pretty well known. And then I'm talking about just takes off quick, poof, lightning fast, and it's gone straight up in the air. Um, and I, you know, when you watch a video of it, you're thinking, "Damn, I I don't know if this is real. How can I tell if this is real?" but they had multiple angles and multiple phones looking at this thing too until um i i damn i don't even want to admit this i didn't really fully believe in like ufo's as far as something not from this world until our partner tim doyle showed me the still photography of these orangish amberish cluster balls that were moving in and out of mountains like they were literally flying in in broad daylight moving into the mountains coming back out of them and they were just weird looking orange kind of orbish looking balls and they were moving so fast that you couldn't have you wouldn't have caught him with a camera he went back and was looking at his photos to see that he and spotted them as they were moving in and out and then he noticed them on the film so to speak so yeah there's some weird stuff going on man there's no doubt about it and i think that easters that i saw one again next year on easter and that wasn't even the same month really it was another easter sunday yeah in the next year it's 2016 2017 i believe or it's 2017 2018 it was one of those two paired years 2017 for certain how's that so uh easter 2017 i saw a ufo there you go uh fact so what about uh, um uh transcendental experiences have you had have you had any of those even if you've had to use Let's say substances, right? Yeah, you know, if you've was, had to do that. I'll give you a juicy one. I'll give you a ridiculously Nish Nish is gonna this is for Nish Nish too. Well actually with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fixedly, this is for my girlfriend, JJ. I don't know what I'm doing now. All right. So anyways, <laughs> when I was really stoned, I had an orgasm when uh-huh. I was like 17, when I was on the edge of 17. And I had this whole experience where like my mind just, launched right through the roof of reality my soul went right straight through the roof of the night to use the verbiage from to utilize the verbiage from the best pink floyd song ever track two of 1987's a momentary lapse of reason learning to fly but anyways so yeah dude totally had this thing where it just kept like going like 
I know that we are immortal because I just kept going infinity, 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 infinity. It was telling me this is what you are. This is what's happening. So yeah, that's, that's a really good example. So that's what you get for having me randomly on your show. Well, that happens, you know, <laughs> it was incredible. It was no, we are eternal. Like seriously, like this is something that, and I mean, like the veil of Maya being shed isn't that's, that's the reason why it's hard to do the occult stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a show out right now called Hellier. It's on the second season. They're doing a darn fine job showing some of this. And I'm not sure like what level of what's what, but it's, uh, you know, it's tight. It's definitely, it's all, I mean, I interviewed uh, Alan Greenfield on my six of cups with my buddy, Jake, who's also a 22 and uh, 22s are here to bring stuff into this reality. Uh, as 11s are here to work on the spiritual, 22 is Tessarian teaches. It's a builder on this dimension, which is why, again, my node being in that this Gemini, like bringing it down, makes double sense. So Jake and I are talking with Alan Greenfield. He's awesome. So I don't know what I'm only on partway through the second season and no spoilers ever. But like, I'm still wondering how much of this is like some huge arse LARP. And how much of this is actually the next level of reality getting bent into the 40 and weird. Uh, there's other, so many dimensions to this that like not even going there right now, but like suffice to say, I got my crystal skull Hank right here. And I got Hank the day at, at the enchanted Fox for shoveling for them. That was my payment for shoveling the snow there that day. And I watched Hellier the first day. And this kind of looks like Micah. His name's Hank. And Micah Hanks was on the first episode, so I'm like, "All right, I'm in. Let's do this." Yeah, Mike so, is cool. He's my buddy. He's everybody's buddy. Cool, man. Yeah. Well, I think he's uh, he was only on there for like a minute, but yeah, he seems pretty cool. And uh, I have a sync related to him. But anyways, yeah, um, that's. Have you had any um, syncs with that? Have you have you watched any of that yet? No. What was the name of the show again? Just to double check. It's a. Uh, started off they went down to this place in kentucky called hellier uh-uh. h-e-l-l-i-e-r hellier no i haven't even watched no i haven't you're really not putting me on right now right you're no and see <clears throat> the guys at Grand america got super pissed at me too because i wasn't watching the other show uh the oa they was like man you gotta watch oh, that because you're talking that. about moving intention and energy and stuff and you haven't seen that show and i'm like no like i do a it's radio a show Five nights a week. I run the station. I'm lucky I got time to watch TV sometimes. So I got to be very picky about the shows I watch. But if Not you're saying true. it's worth it, then I'll you definitely ever heard watch of, it. Um, you ever heard of the, the OG synchro mystic um, Jake Kotze out of Canada? Speaking of Canada, because Grimerica, they're, they're also uh, in Canada, but they're very cool people. I, uh, I, um, I want to I wanna, I wanna say that like... There's a huge misunderstanding between America and Canada. The <laughs> Canadian is not just our hat. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not just our hat, but um yeah. They yeah, there is definitely. But yeah, they're my hat. They're my buddies. But I've had experiences with what you're talking about as far as uh the out of body experience and the infinity type thing in that situation. Yeah. Um there's a deep secret to that, that that's been kind of and Western occultism is was one of the most hidden secrets. Uh, and Aleister Crowley himself thought that he thinks, and probably a lot of people that really love Aleister Crowley, which I can understand why people do. He's a genius. He's a brilliant man. But um, 
that he unlocked the secret, but you can't really do it with concubines, but he got close. Um, but it was the, the biggest hidden thing in alchemy actually. And still is to this day, there's still a whole Western mystery about this thing that is only verbally handed down to certain folks in certain Rosicrucian orders. And I heard you mention that you're a Rosicrucian, right? So what order is it that you belong to? I'm part of Amork. Amork. Okay. Yeah. That's one of the bigger ones, right? That's probably one of the, I would say one of the biggest Rosicrucian societies in the United States. It's a fantastic school. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've read some of their books. I don't know how big they are into, uh, tarot and magic and stuff, but as far as ascension goes and the Egyptian mysteries and that, all of that, it's, it's spot on, you know, it's a very good school and look, the, some of the best occultists that walk the face of the earth today uh, that we consider good, like Lon Milo Duquette and other people like that, have, were members of Amork and probably still are today, you know? I didn't know Lon Milo Duquette was, but that's cool. I have his book, Low Magic, to hand. Um, yeah, he was a member of Amork and then Builders of the Aditum. Uh, and I think he started a goal. He was a member of a smaller golden Dawn organization or something like that. And then he eventually got into, uh, the OTO. Wasn't Peter Lavenda into the OTO as well? I think so. Yeah. My buddy, Jake keeps telling me that there's uh, Jake, man, forgive me if I, but I think it's okay. If I say this, there's some video out there. Jake's convinced is out there of, um, Peter Lavenda, like blatantly, explaining the oto ritual like on some national geographic style discovery tv show have you any knowledge of this no i don't yeah. i wish i did because you're coming up with all kinds yeah. of cool stuff man i wish i had knowledge of or tv shows to watch yeah no i don't what did you hear i was trying to, yeah but i brought up jake kotze back a second ago that's where we were going before uh, yeah i offered hat them and that's all that offers open canadia it's cold. We need our hat. We need our head warm. Jay Kotze is like a genius when it comes to mashing up videos and making huge subliminal sweeping points that almost seem to be there already. Trump's penis is a video that compares the Stormy Daniels controversy about him and her and all of that with how she said in her book that his member looked like the mushroom from Mario Kart. And this joke, how James Corbin's saying, that's offensive. It's not the mushroom from Mario Kart. That's Toad. And then they break. And so he's a sink. He's a sink. Um, he's a synchro mystic. And I really want people who are listening to Lighting the Void to at least watch one Jake Kotze video over at his Vimeo. Don't bother going. Just Vimeo is the best place. Either the Trump one there or the one he just released or Time God. Uh, you're going to enjoy these, Joe. When you get time to do one of them, they're just you gotta it's like two or three watch throughs really brilliant stuff brilliant jake kotze k-o-t-z-e i'm on it man i'm on that and hillier you know i know i know what you're saying i'll definitely watch that but uh you brought up um uh chaos magic earlier too right so do you consider yourself a chaos magician I usually refer to myself as a chaos magician freemason rosicrucian when it comes to titles that people can <laughs> End. yeah but i'm nate and i like to make people feel things with my guitar alice her name is alice 
my acoustic guitar right over there that has all the connections in the world to me. Where'd you say uh, Scorpio in your chart was, by the way? My Scorpio? Uh, well, I'm a, I'm very open about my chart. I have a very above the horizon chart. Yeah. I'm a Pisces rising, thusly making Scorpio my ninth house. All right. Gotcha. Okay. House of philosophy, bro. Yeah. Yeah, with that's the guitar. Oh, yeah, with the guitar that's named Alice. That's perfect. You know? It is, really. Um Explain why. I would like to know. <clears throat> well, the Scorpio uh energy is kind of something I've been learning about lately too that taps into uh emotion. It's not just that. There's something about Scorpio energy that they that it wants. It's like an energy that wants to make other energies feel its energy. If you think about it. And it wants, that's what it wants. That's what it strives for. And it wants it to feel the depth of everything all the way to the very poles of darkness up to light, you know, not just the gray area. It wants to go to both sides. Right. Um, and no matter what planets are there or whatever, it's always there. It's pretty, it's pretty intense sometimes. Yeah. You've got the checkerboard scarf. I see that. So yeah, there you go. But it's all too perfect, and that's what I say sometimes. Like I feel like there's this kind of running story going on, and you know, you hear all these scientists talk about, well, it's quantum entanglement, quantum entanglement, and you hear people use the word quantum a lot. And now that they oh, they make themselves smarter, you're saying Alice is connected, the quantum CERN computer. Yeah. So you've got this, but you were talking about all these synchros that happen, like the Ninja Turtle thing, like uh, the UFO thing, everything you start noticing that there's the same stories just kind of just blending in all the time everywhere, you know, like some weird, super complex computer program that yes. keeps running and perpetuating on itself all the time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And the scientists are like, well, we're just now learning about nanotechnology, quantum entanglement, and, you know, binary codes of error correcting binary codes in the universe. And it's like they're trying to describe this thing with the left brain only. And I don't I think we're at that point in science where these guys are going to have to start using the other side of their brain to tap into what they think is dark matter and quantum stuff. Cause we are at a time right now, as we enter in 2020, I believe where science and spirituality are actually about to come to a head where one can no longer be directly polar opposite without explaining the other, because they can't just be here all the time, way over here and way over here. They're starting to blend. So now they've got all this stuff. They don't know. It's like, uh, quarks, uh, dark matter. Oh no, we're going to call this a vacuum. Oh no, we're going to call this that they don't know what it is because you can't see it anymore. It's metaphysical. They're going to have to accept that there's a metaphysical realm that's running behind all this stuff. Eventually. I think when I, when I ascribe to the music of the spheres in a sense, uh, because everything can be seen as a cymatic 
and our brains can be seen as a cybernetic and the cymatic and cybernetic must be understood if we are to both acknowledge the potential for the evil of AI as well as acknowledge the intense liberation that can come from truly understanding with a populace that understands, has the courage to act on understanding and the true wisdom, you know, power, wisdom, courage in short. And I mean that because like uh, too much to say. Too much to say. But anyways, to get back around to it, when I'm playing my Alice, which is an organic, I'm, I'm just saying this, she's an organic guitar. She's an acoustic guitar, right? Uh-huh. So I play through her what I play, I feel, and it comes through me. And I said Liz Frazier earlier, um, I'm not going to get into all the synchros. And um, I, I was bereft until now to not mention Clyde Lewis, awesome dude. Um, I really respect his shout out to Tracy Twyman. Rest in peace, Tracy. We will always always know how much you've done for us and i love you thank you but um so i i think he's a cool dude too for also doing that and also um there's some synchros tied to her birth with also the singer from the cocteau twins liz frazier to tie it back around the way that i approach music is the same way that liz frazier does i believe and that is that i'm trying to let things come through me and the other day I was playing guitar for some people live over a Discord private thread. I got the same reaction, like, dut, dut, dut. And it was finally, I'm, I'm, because I'm playing to it, and I'll finish with this, I'm playing to a crowd of magically operant, intelligent, and creative people. They could actually hear for the first time I felt that people were giving the appropriate feedback for what was going on, that my family usually just loved them, weren't on the same uh, lingo. So... He, they all said you can hear like there's angels coming through your guitar. You can hear like you're hitting all those weird harmonics and overtones at the same time. Something you're doing is making these voices come through. And I said, yes, you are very intelligent, thoughtful, and creative people. You understand what I am doing. You hear this now. So um, things are happening very in, in my 10th house, life, you know, to mention that the 10th house life, as well as several other places. I'll add this Jupiter going into Capricorn. My Jupiter's in Capricorn. This is going to be this Ooh, is going to be nice. Interesting. Okay. My Jupiter's dude. Jupiter's about to light my. I'm about to have a conjunct Jupiter in like uh, a couple of days. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. We'll see what happens. We're going to keep tabs on you and see what goes down when that when that happens. Right. I mean, uh, well, that could mean that you're about to get blessed on a physical way, like in this material realm, pretty big. Like you could actually reach some type of. If if the energy's lined up properly, right, you could actually manifest what you want in a, on this earth, dude, you know, with Jupiter. I mean. Makes sense. Capricorn, Jupiter, yeah. There's a lot of big stuff going on that, that's coming up here in the next few months, too. Big energies, big transits and stuff. And, you know, I, I don't personally get into big astrology uh conversations on the show i like to bring on astrologers to talk about it because i it's so it's one of those studies that when you finally realize what it is you're like holy hell man this is a lifelong study how can i ever pretend to know what i'm talking about when it comes to this right you know because i totally it really either. is I, I tried it so um, I got someone for you one day if they're amenable. I'm running an Invisibles reading group right now, which is literally like about all I will say about it. But I'm running an Invisibles reading group that began on 11-11. I will be doing it again next year for those Wait, interested. Are you Invisibles meaning Grant Morrison Invisibles? Correct. Gotcha. In- well, I'm into that for sure. 
next year you're going to want to um next year we're going to start again on 11 11 we begin in the second decan of scorpio and I'll, I'll tell you this quick diversion um i was gonna i was gonna mention this earlier with the um something about uh groups and work but um i have a so you know christopher penzak who does some of those um Llewellyn books for the witchcraft uh yeah i've heard of him but i've never talked to him are- don't don't know don't know him very well I didn't, that was a, a universal, you know, of Star Wars, you know, of like uh, Hitchhikers, you know, that kind of thing. So that not, do you know him? Like, but yeah, so you've heard of the dude and he has a temple of witchcraft in New Hampshire. And I went to the men's group for a few of the times that they have through that. And we did this ritual to Kefra. And that night, my Invisibles book got there with on the first page Kefra. So wow. just stuff like that happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh Kefra is also the the adoration you do at night too. You know, it's the it's the nightly adoration that you do in six PM. Yeah. Uh well it's the one you, well, yeah. You could do that one at night. I do it at midnight, but Crow oh, is that the midnight one? <laughs> Am yeah. I getting that wrong? Kefra in the hiding, yeah. Oh derp. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag dirt. But to be fair, um, Freighter Xavier turned me on to Liam Thomas Christopher's book, so I do know the appropriate ones. I'm just not. I should remember that, though, because the moon cards pulled later in that same part. So, yes, um, learning is remembering. Eh? So yeah, the but point, you still had that synchro, though, man. That was cool. You oh, know, no, it's not even like that. that. No, I, I, was, I obviously remembered Kefra better back then. But yeah. the point is. <laughs> obviously but the point is is that we will start again ha, on 11 11 next year it's a, it's going to be a fresh group of people some people you're free to do it again if you want if you're already in we actually have uh no that's uh, no well we got the exact amount that i that i cast for actually so we have we have a quite a group of people but it's 11 dollars and 11 cents to get in and it's 11 11 when we begin literally at 11 o'clock 11 p.m and that'll be next year you can get in on that you're gonna want to especially um afterwards people in the group can talk about certain things and you're gonna hear like some of the it's just fun obviously details off limits but general topics people gotta know how cool it is well yeah um i actually do want to touch on that too uh he says where in nh where in new hampshire that's where he's talking about right or is it online you're talking about online an online group right so i run the invisibles reading group through my six of swords discord channel okay there you go folks six of swords discord find it it's a very secret and sacred place if you find yourself there you will be actually one of the elite members of the six of swords invisibles reading group no i'm just playing with you brother Next year you can join though. You're welcome to join. We would love to. It's going to, it's, it's, it's already proving to, it's already going to happen. So please, if you're interested, it's going to take another solar cycle, get yourself better at magic throughout that. We want a very potent you in 11, 11, 2020. I mean that like, if you're interested, if this gets you burning, if you're into it, join us Uh, doing this as a group is what you think is it's, it is, it is that cool. It's it's just um, also interesting that Chris Knowles was on the Rune Soup with uh, Gordon White there 
right as the Invisibles group is launching, a lot of stuff's moving around. Had a lot of crazy Gordon synchros in the past few years, too. But uh, basically, the best times are when I met him back in uh, 2017. You met Gordon or Chris? Yeah, in Hollywood in 2017 at Chaotic Good and uh, the private Golden Ticket Lunch. I was one of the eight people who went to that. And then I also saw him again at the Metaphysics of Desire workshop and the other workshop in uh, beginning of September in New York City. So that was cool. Yeah, man. Um, I can't wait to have him him back on uh, here. When I get when I have Gordon back on here, I should bring you on because we had this debate uh, <clears throat> that he was really kicking my redneck ass on right when it came to magic, right? So um, I don't know if I lost you. Are you still there? Oh, you just froze for a minute. So, um, but anyways, I was trying to tell him about the golden dawn magic, like the systematic, damn it. We got to take a break, but the systematic style of magic, you know, where he's a chaos magician, he's like, you know, this is old hat Renaissance, you know, we don't need this. We need to progress. So he's really into the progressive movement of magic and looking into what fundamentally works. And I was like trying to explain to him why myself like why my subconscious needed that systematic old christian egyptian uh style of magic to at least kick in if that makes any sense right to kick in and i couldn't explain it but now i think i can so uh i want to have him back on to talk about that also you know after the break if you guys want to call in and talk about any of your synchronicities that you've had that'd be great too but i do want to discuss a little bit more with nathan lee here about chaos magic the imaginative force and how uh we can use these principles in our daily lives even in small ways just to check it out and see how cool it is how real it is for us we'll be right back Thanks for listening to this broadcast. Need another late night fix? You can tune in every weeknight to Lighting the Void with Joe Root on the Fringe FM. Hi, this is David Oman with House at the End of the Drive.com. You're listening to KTLK, the Fringe FM. I like to listen to Lighting the Void because of the guests, the content, and the host, Joe Root. He's smart, he's intelligent, and he seems to ask the questions that we all have on our mind. We're all searching for the truth, and Joe helps us get closer to it. I love this show. I love this show. I love this show. Light in the Void. What's up, Joe? Hey, man, I just wanted to say your show, dude, keeps getting better and better and better. I love Lighting the Void and the Fringe FM. Hi, this is Aaron Hunter, host of Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast where we tell real paranormal experiences of people from around the world. And we also conduct interviews with authors, investigators, psychics, and mediums. Real people, real stories, real fear. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on The Fringe FM. See you then. 
hey, this check is wrong. I worked a holiday and seven hours of overtime. Not getting paid correctly is a real pain. It could also hurt our boss if our company provides out of compliance checks. That's right, construction companies doing business with the government can get fined, or officials of the companies can go to jail if the checks aren't right. It's a law. The Davis-Bacon Act has 30 compliance issues for every check, but there is an easy way for construction companies to be in compliance. EMARS offers Compliant Client, a web-based system that finds and corrects all 30 of the possible out-of-compliance check issues. Users of Compliant Client report an 80% savings in time and money. Running a weekly payroll usually takes about five minutes. All 15,000 plus clients of EMARS have never had a legal compliance issue. Plus, they sleep better on check day. Contact EMARS at emarsinc.com or call 480-595-0466. The Fringe FM isn't just a radio station. We also provide services for all your audio production needs. If you are interested in live radio or pre-recorded podcasts, we're here to help. We even do audio enhancements and voiceovers if needed. If you want to do a podcast or live radio show and even want the option to syndicate on terrestrial radio from simple audio file enhancement to live production and call screening, we have you covered. We have worked with some of the best professionals in the business in order to provide coaching instruction for content creation, show structure, and more. Contact The Fringe Digital Media for more at info at thefringe.fm. That's info at thefringe.fm. Or call 501-777-5631 for a consultation. Do you want to know the truth? Are UFOs real? Are aliens visiting Earth? Are governments around the world hiding the biggest secret in history? We're UFO Seekers, official partner of The Fringe FM, and we're on a hunt for the truth. Join us as we investigate locations like Area 51 by subscribing on YouTube at youtube.com slash UFO Seekers. Hey, Fringe FM listeners. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or no Wi-Fi available, you can still listen to every minute of the Fringe FM by calling 701-719-3971. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. Saves your data plan and no extra cost if you have unlimited minutes. Call 701-719-3971. That's 701-719-3971. Listen to the Fringe FM on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Hello, this is Vance Nesbitt. Take the time to expand your mind by listening to Lighting the Void with Joe Roop right here on the Fringe FM. Alex Hi, I'm Alex Exum, and you're listening to the Fringe FM. If you would like to text, you can text in at 501-777-5631. 
All right, we are back. Lighting the void. We're in a third hour. I didn't think I'd make it this week to a third hour due to tummy tummy issues, but we're here. So we're back in full swing, and we're here with our guest. And Nathan Lee is probably going like, what in the hell are you talking about, man, in the third hour? But, yeah, like, I've been sick all week, dude. I got this killer... I get these stomach bugs that don't like me and, um, they usually only last a couple of days. And, uh, I've learned through, uh, lady Ann, who she's told me she would, she's real specific when it comes to these stomach bugs, she knows quite a bit. So there's one, uh, that is really powerful and that only lasts a couple of days and it has a name. And then there's another one that lasts for weeks and it's the most God awful stomach feeling that you get. I haven't quite found anything yet to battle those things. But I want to give you a fun fact real quick that one of our listeners sent me that I thought was very interesting. Barney sent to me. Um, and anytime you get these fun facts that kind of synchronize with, especially if they synchronize with my life, I'm going to tell you. So every time that your cat lays on your chest and purrs, you're being healed. Did you know that? That a cat purr vibrates between 25 to 150 hertz, which has been proven to be medically therapeutic for many ailments. This frequency range can heal infections, swelling, improve bone health, and even lower your blood pressure. Now, isn't it funny that I don't know about you guys, but when I get sick, my cat will lay beside me until I'm better. He'll not move. He only gets up to go use a bathroom and get something to eat for the rest of the time that I'm sick. He'll lay beside me, try to get as close as he can and purr. So what if these cats were really put here for that reason? Uh, you know, I would like to believe that if I didn't witness my cat actually murder a squirrel in the front yard, but, um, yeah, they could just be healing creatures. So there's a fun fact for you. So, but before the break, we were talking about, you were talking about your group, the invisibles, which I want to let everybody know if you haven't read the invisibles by Grant Morrison and you're into magic, especially chaos magic, not even just that. If you're into, uh magic as a whole and all of the symbolism behind it and everything about it the invisibles graphic you can get the books the graphic novel it comes in a whole book you can get all different episodes of it is probably the best thing to read if you're into graphic novel stuff now here's the weird thing about this um well we've never talked about this on a show and uh um nathan lee is showing me his collection right now of the invisibles but there's a crazy thing that happens that Grant believes in, and he's a chaos magician himself, where he tells a lecture on YouTube, and you can go check it out, about chaos magic, where he literally writes what he wants to manifest in his life, in his stories, in the invisibles. So he spoke specifically that he wanted this type of girlfriend or whatever, and he wanted her to look like this and be like this, so he wrote that girl into the comic book, and one girl after the other came into his life that looked that way, but one of them was crazy and one of them he didn't get along with. In other words, he wasn't specific. So the universe just kind of spit out what they could best for him be a natural law. Now, here's the thing. A funny thing also happens to you if you read The Invisibles, and I want Nathan Lee to kind of talk to me about this. And I'm wondering, because you've got a group reading it, if it doesn't charge the energy even more because you've got a group reading of the invisibles, if it causes more things to manifest synchronistically in their lives. Have you experienced this? I mean, without a doubt, 
to answer it in one word, yes. Isn't that isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Isn't that like one of the biggest keys that we could see of our own potential and our own power? And I don't want to say power is such a word that gives people big heads, but how about potential? What you can really do just by using your childlike, creative, God-given imagination and putting it into physical reality. I mean, that says a lot. What does it say about religion? What does it say about all this moral stuff that we're taught all the time when a child just wants to, to, uh, you know, they want to write and draw whatever and say, this is my best friend, whoever. They don't exist, but this is what they look like. And then they get, you know, they put their emotions into it. And a child isn't uh, aware enough to know what happens in their life. But I've seen when my son was little, man, him just when he used his imagination, like manifest stuff into his life, man, you know, and you can't explain yeah, it to I've the kid because he looks at me cross-eyed like, huh, you know, and I'm like, never mind, just go play. They're but, not seeing with fear. That's a huge thing. They're innocent yeah. still. Innocence is the lack of fear in short. And furthermore, it's the lack of like the carnage of mortality and the life feeds on life. That's what innocence is. And it's important. It's a virtue. It's something that we should still worship. I almost say worship, but you know, there certainly is an attack against it in the world as well. The dark uh, magicians of the world, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. You know, short, but like, there's also light magicians who value that and want to nurture the forward momentum of humanity. You know, there's not progressivism is a bunch of things. You know, there's also being progressive by bringing certain things that used to work back into what works. It's, you know, what kind of progressive are you the progressive towards work or is it progression towards a brick wall? You know what I mean? So it's like, we're always going to be keep, there's never any ending. So we need to keep that in mind as building a structure that we use to live in the world. Randall Carlson, brother Randall Carlson is very good at that. He talks about the cosmic catastrophes and cycles of true climate change, right? Like you look back in the 1970s, you got Time Magazine with a guy on a cold pack on his head with a thermometer coming out of his mouth. And it says, cold age coming. So this opposite propaganda 20 years ago you look at the huge climate and the huge cycle of human affairs or just the planetary affairs and as above so below we have to look at our own lives humbly and realize that we're just a bunch of scraggling little bits trying to get our energies together so we can make the best we can in this manifestation because i think there's something to doing that in this manifestation that justifies the creation and therefore whatever you get to do next it at least doesn't suck yeah, it's a little it's a little better each time. But you know it's it's funny that you bring up that uh climate change where you watch this duality of an argument when these people talk about it like climate change is BS, it's a democratic socialist agenda to get all this other stuff and they're just making it up. And no scientist, they've really showed us the studies and the the information. And then the conservatives come out and they go, "No, they haven't. We've got scientists that have showed us the information that it's BS." All the while Greater Xavier's because he tell he warns us against such polarity. Right, all the it's while it freezes you. It's fight or flight mentality. It's fear, exactly. But all the while, well, it could be true. But we're negating our own experience right now, and probably manifesting it through our own experience with fear. Yeah, that's I the problem. Because that's the, the only way I listen to news is through no agenda, pretty much. <laughs> and but furthermore, to your cat point. 
one of the fourth so the schism is be, you know one of the schisms the point of the schism is the separation between the right and the left of course in the holy gift it goes parable uh the trivium parable and then parabola uh first of all parable is a parable a linguistic term or again trivium and then parable goes into parabola and now we have from the word we have the numerals and now we have the quadrivium parabola or a mathematical term then you get schism now the brain separates now there's an issue blah 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 next track uh believe after schism should be am i doing this right in my brain is that after ticks and leeches yes ticks and leeches comes after schism because as a result of the schism you have these vampiric entities these witiko and then you heal from that after purging and you get mantra which is actually a cat purring the holy gift has uh-huh. entities from the the holy gift has a human singer it has an animal singer and it has entity singers as well as electronic singers. It has four different entities on the album. It represents the full scope of the four levels of the tree of Atsalith and Brina, Bria and the four levels of catalytic tree. Yeah, of the life. four worlds. Yeah. Or the four. Yeah. The, so here's, here's what I'm saying. Like, and you, man, you nailed that. We're actually about to record the hottest day ever recorded in history right and here's what i'm saying first when it comes to the science let's look at this from both aspects and we'll just move on past this yes uh you know you'll hear the conservatives say well we had a super cold day in winter that must be mean there's no global warming or climate change and i'm like you guys don't understand if you once you start understanding duality you understand that the poles and these ice caps are the world's air conditioner so you know, it's not automatically going to go away. And when the ice caps melt, it's going to cause more precipitation, which causes more stuff in the air, which causes more cold. But what we pay attention to in the summertime is that Australia is about to record the hottest day ever recorded in history, which could reach up to 123 degrees Fahrenheit, right? Ever recorded. Now, is that because we're negating our own experience or through fear and bullcrap? We're actually starting to manifest this thing. The ice caps are melting. The polar cap moved. Look, the polar cap moved faster than it's ever moved. It moved 30 feet. Quick. No idea the synchronicities that are coming through this right now, going back to Tool and actually uh, Alex Gray at Cosm. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) There was a guy there. um, So it was another Leo Moon event. I was at the member barbecue in 2017 after getting back from the totally synchronistic trippy trip out to Hollywood with the chaotic good Gordon White thing with uh, my couple of really great friends from Rune Soup and this crazy thing at the planetarium. But anyways, come back and I go to the member barbecue at Cosm and they're still building Entheon two years ago at this point. The whole place is hollowed out. Allison is leading us around, telling us about the old art she used to do with Alex in Boston, all this stuff. Um, at this point, I'm coming way up on the LSD that I was given. Well, let's bring it back to that point. I'm outside. <laughs> all right. And we're hanging out. It's just a few of us there early. And I'm, I, got it, I got my buddy's picture right here in front of me. My buddy, name, un, name unsaid, uh, gives me, he's there with his girlfriend and he has three zucchini. And he has some sugar cubes of LSD. And he's like, hey, you know, I got my guitar. I got Alice in uh, my backpack and such and just hanging out, whatever. And, we're, you know, we good vibes. You know, you can just, like the constellations align and these people come into your life. And it's just like, hey, oh, I remember you. It's like 
So, so anyways, like I love him. Yeah. And the energy's you, I, you had a really cool event, man, in your life where energy's just really peaked and synchronized. It sounds like we'll get this. Cause yes. Um, long story short, he's like, Hey, um, would you like to take some LSD? And like I'm, my brain does like the, the flashing through. And I know that you got to like go through fear and like, I'm just like any apprehension I liquefied. And I said, this is the moment. This is the time to do this good set and setting. I got the right attitude. Bam. Oh yeah, please. Thank you. Thank you. Very cool of you. Thank you. And, um, graciously accepted. And then he said, I have three zucchini here. And there's me and my girlfriend and, you know, you, would you like to come in and meet Alex? I happen to know Alex Gray. So would you like to come in before all the stuff starts? Oh, and, cool. Yeah. And so, and so I go in there and you mentioned the bit about your son earlier. And, um, and I want to say like, cause the, 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 the track on the tool albums, literally a cat healing you. I realized from what you've just said and your son's imagination is important. Imagination is one of the most important qualities that we want to foster in the world today. A healthy imagination, even, but deal with your shadow work imagination. Yeah. And I met Alex. And so there's a thing with people and you got to realize this guy's got to be dealing with a lot of people, a lot of really intense people, a lot of people who think he's some kind of thing that maybe he doesn't necessarily feel like he wants to, you know, have to deal with sometimes who knows. Oh yeah, and there's so, people that look at this dude as a an artistic god, man. You know, so yeah. At the Enchanted Fox, I remember seeing his books in the they they have a bookstore in the basement where I told you about the key to it all there, and um, I remember seeing his works. They sold his works there, so it all. And I helped save the fox, but that's a story you can only hear if you go there. Um, but yes, anyways, uh, right, actually, where that book was kept. Interestingly enough, now that I reflect upon it further, moving forward. I go there, Alex and uh, is standing there, and I kind of position my body language away from him. I don't want any of my energy going towards him, right? I just want a soft enter. So basically, I think I said, oh, hey, you're Alex Gray. And hey, I know a lot of people rush at you and freak out at you, and I'm totally not about that. I don't want to do that at all. And he's already just like, he's just like, like I don't know. He's just like, <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Yeah. And so basically, long story short is like, I'm like, hey, if I just want to say it's thank you to Mark for introducing us. Nice to meet you, Allison. Uh, Alex, um, I don't know if you know this, but Tool has this album. You can rearrange it's lateralis. You can rearrange it and get the holy gift. And it's my opinion. I, I've actually been doing some lot of fun research into this that I believe that there's a consciousness evolution story being told in this reordering of the holy gift. And that there's an actual way to evolve. He's like, and he's like, that's so cool. You're imaginathan. Wow. Yeah, that is cool. But what if you're right though? And of course, like my Leo moon said, as long as you add the Lee. <laughs> yeah. Right. You got to add I'm the Lee to it. So, but, um, I love but that. so, Oh, would you uh, mind if I just quickly jump one further thing? Yeah, go ahead. Sure. No we, problem. Because of the thing in uh, September where we had to go. Well, I had to go. I was seeing Gordon in New York. We tried to, they were selling tool tickets that weekend mm -hmm. and we did all the right stuff. But then MasterCard wanted like that one more three digit number on the back of your card. And my girlfriend couldn't reach me because I'm in a closed workshop. So she couldn't get any tickets in Boston, which is where we would see them. Duh. 
but New York, and I can't even get into all the things like this gets stupid details, but like New York brought me back again to see tool turns out we see them 1119 who else, but Alex gray comes on stage during the encore directly, directly like in an astrology chart, like where uh, things are squared, like, uh, you know, directly where the most energy is being given. Alex and I literally sat. Wow. Like, so I wonder if you, so I wonder if you didn't hit his subconscious somehow to where later he was like, you know, I want to listen to this album because this guy, and you're talking about the energy and I'm thinking about maybe how it worked. Right. Cause I always believe the subconscious is involved. Right. So you, you humbly introduced yourself and this is how this things enter the subconscious, uh, not profoundly, but humbly, and then kind of did your own thing later that stuck in his brain. I'm betting, you know, and he probably went and listened to it and found the genius in it that you, you know, kind of introduced him to, and that probably put him on stage and no one's ever going to know, but I bet you that's probably what happened. You probably know it because of the energy you feel about it. It was just really intense. Like to your point, I mean, to validate your point. And I I mean, I mean, like I have no, I, I, I I don't even, my humble response is like, I I don't even know what to say to that. So I'm just going to say that I felt, and this is always, uh, you know, what, what do I know? But I felt literally like I was pushing tides away from all the other energies. Like I felt we were directly connected and I could, and he was on stage and I was like, I, I, I'm not even going to say what I was saying, but like, I wasn't even at, I wasn't even listening to stink fist at this point. I'm like, all right, dude, he needs, he needs some, he, I, in my perception, it was the thing to do to add some bonus focus and love and just like be you, Alex, you be you right now, Alex kind of energy towards him. So I don't know. Well, that's what if I, anybody doesn't know who Alex gray is, we're literally talking about the only dude on the planet that can put what it's like to be in a super conscious state or a DMT experience on, uh, in artwork. Everybody says he's the one that he's the only one that can really show what it's, what it's like. And even then people say you can't describe it. Now that's something I've been wanting to ask you through since the show started. I've never done DMT. Never. Have you? I want to mention Stanislav Grov's name before we go any further. That's a G R O F like, um, frog. There's not enough sinks already, but, uh, where's one more for it now it's there there it is so um but yeah stanislav groff is actually part of like the um shivite um he did the holotropic breath work actually this ties in with your um your next make sure you bring up stanislav groff and wim hoff and stuff about but whoever's doing the breathing thing right those are two you might want to uh to get back to the point though taken quite a few things uh, geez, I don't think I've ever taken straight up DMT. No. So would you have you, would you taken ayahuasca or is LSD the extent you think? No, 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 it's not the extent, but every time I've taken LSD, it's like one of my favorite, um, one uh, you, you mentioned, oh, you Gavalt, there's so many things I'm trying to pick up here, but, uh, you mentioned, uh, like names for other like bodies earlier and one of my earlier names or incarnations before a cult fan and such was uh, the body of light and another one was lsd romance 
So those two things. Um, every time I take <laughs> the it, romance, it, right on. It's it's a good name. I just oh, it's such a good name. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I said to I said this is um this is this uh the, every time I take LSD, it is a beautiful thing. Uh, I saw Radiohead at Bonnaroo, and I had this entire time slippage event where like I anyways. So um, to where you went off around, into LSD world, and you came back, and it's like coming back from a dream world. It lasted 12 hours or was it two days? I don't forget. And I have these faint memories because I went so far away from this place. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It was beautiful. It's like the dream you wake up from, but there's that nostalgia that you want to go back to that you're like, damn it, why did I wake up? Like, I want to go back. Yeah, I've had those kind of LSD experiences. I've never had a problem wanting to go back. I always knew that it was for the time it was, and I don't mean to be trite. I certainly don't. No, I'm just saying as like... Not saying you feel like you want to go back, but that's the kind of vibe I got with it, right? Because honestly, every time I ever got done with LSD, when it was over, I was like, thank God. I mean, that's well, I, 14 hours, 20 hours. Come on, man. This has got to end sometime. It's beautiful. I'll bring it back around because during that trip, after that, that was just one nice chapter in the story yeah. we then we're like led around the grounds and Allison was showing us all this undeveloped land and this there's all these things and then we had this huge intention circle and this is going to bring us back around to why i brought this up in the first place because it has to do with what you were talking about with the climate thing so watch this we were first of all we're in the unfinished building of entheon you can still see like there's workers are listening to like whatever radio station it was really hip to see it all just like laid out like that and they're like oh man i i i, I could tell you so much right now but let's just focus we were all in this big circle holding hands and a lot of people were doing a lot of nice new age, quote unquote, you know, intentions. And my LSD is like starting to really peak here now. So this huge open <laughs> flat barn, huge circle, Alex and Allison and all of us connecting in a huge ring, setting intentions for Entheon. And I said, let us have the courage to face any of the trials that are ever before us. And it was totally not the same thing that people were saying. It was totally the perfect thing. But that's when it peaked right there. It was amazing. And then later we're coming down and there's this guy there who is, you know, now Alex and Allison are up there doing their thing and they're giving the floor open to the people who want to say something. And this guy says, I'm just really uh, kind of worried about the direction that everything's heading in. You know, I'm still LSD vibing, you know, still going. And I'm in the crowd feeling everything. And like, I'm like, this isn't, this is no, no. Yeah, he's no, putting no. his fear into the situation, right? Yeah. What a, what a wet matzo. So, so I say, okay, my turn. I stand up because that's what you do. And I stand up and I say, and I'm looking right at Alex and Allison right now because got to do the thing with the stuff because it's a loud, it's a big room. And I enunciate and I say, and you will come to find that we are all one mind, capable of all imagined and conceivable. And it was just like, <laughs> Alex and Alice, Alex is like, yeah. yeah. And Alice is like the hippie and like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. So I just, it was a good, it was a good thing. So like, what you got rid of that bad quote? vibe quick. Just push that to the side real quick. Didn't you? 
what well it's a caduceus really yeah um and it's like what better than to quote the holy than lateralis from the holy gift it's a i'm literally transmuting something with it right then and there you know the night stalker said in the chat room too he's talking about ramdas he said ramdas says that he went to the east to find a way to make uh, the lsd trip permanent so he wanted to get back uh he wanted to get back so bad wasn't ramdas the guy that could take lsd and it didn't like he is at this level of consciousness that it actually didn't affect him, but like nobody saw any change in him or something. I would encourage you to look up his origins. Uh, Ram Dass is, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm very open. I, I, tr- I really, ha- I have a thing about truth with myself that like I, it's like an OCD thing. Yeah. I mean, I'll keep like anything my wife tell girlfriend Gavalt. So anything Did my girl. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. No. No. You ain't married it's, it's, yet, have you? Huh. Yeah, the sun and the moon thing should say enough for everyone. But anyways, go. it'll be of the it'll be the uh, of the century or something like this, maybe. But anyway, so the but circle back around the Ram Dass one. Um, I will be open about saying I. There's an interesting exchange you should look up between Terrence McKenna, who I heard in the show's opening. Am I not mistaken? That's right. Excellent. Terrence McKenna and Ram. See, this is how it works. Terrence McKenna and Ram Dass and look at it with like a body language personality psychology kind of thing going on there and see what Terrence is doing to, is he not dressing down Ram Dass at points? What's really going on there? I'd encourage you to look at that to further your education overall. Was that on video? Like, is it on YouTube? It on the YouTube. That's where I saw it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've never oh, saw no, yeah. The body language is necessary. It's not, you would never get that just with the vocals. It's really, so I look for this stuff, man. I see how people treat each other. I'm very fair. Yeah, I gotcha. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll say one thing. Uh, again, I'm born on the equinox, which explains like zero, zero degree Libra. It's hitting it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, in the basic charts, I'm a Aries, so I'm like Aries, Sun, Cancer, Moon, Libra, Rising. Except oh, for brother, it's, your, it's your moon right now. You know that. Yeah, yeah. So except for one chart where it's where I'm a Aries, uh, you know how they have different housing systems, right? So there's a another housing system where I'm Aries, Moon, Aries, but I don't feel that. I feel like the Libra one's more true. Um, a Libra but, Rising. Yeah. Yeah, because I want everything to be, I want the best for everything in the fairest way possible. I've always been that way, man. You know? Yeah, I've I've always been that way. Like, everybody should get their due, and everybody should be respected equally and fairly, and I I try to be that way. How could there there be any other way, though? There shouldn't be. That's the thing. It should just be obvious, you know? Um, And. And it's like, and I believe in, I believe in capitalism and charity. I believe, but I do not believe in vulture. You know what I mean? Like Greg palace, vulture capitalism. I don't believe in that either. I believe that there needs to be some way for people to have a free exchange of currency. But when you get into like Jekyll Island stuff and Fiat does, you know, I mean, Catherine Austin fits, you know, just Martin. Martin You know, who's a, the later, the later in the evening it gets, the more your Boston accent comes out too. Do you know that? Is that for real? Yeah, yeah, man, it's really coming out. Like, you sound like a what's his name that wrote all those books. Uh, I'll think of it in a minute. Uh, he's a big occultist, but you sound just like the guy. But he's from. He's got to be from Boston. I think. I think he is. Uh, McVeigh. I've been told. I, 
Not McVeigh. Not McVeigh. What's the guy's name? I'll think of his name in a minute. Yeah, I'll help me in chat. Yeah, not, not a fan of the uh, McVeigh. <laughs> no, it's not McVeigh. It's, um, um, I don't know why in the hell did I say that? Uh, <laughs> that's pretty dark. Uh, he it's wrote terrible. Illuminati. He was, he was, uh, big in the, the satanic stuff and, they, and he wrote the Illuminati and all that stuff. So anyways, oh. I'll think of his name in a minute. Uh, yeah, no oh. problem with that. Uh, the Illuminati's, uh, a brother, Johnny Royal's got a video about a film about name? the Illuminati. But uh, yeah, I wanted to address something. Someone said there, what was, um, someone made a comment about something. Could you refresh my memory, please? Well, I'm. Yeah, I was going to read a text message, too. I forget. See, that's what happens, man. You circle around, you start talking about acid, then you have a flashback, and you forget where everything started and where it ended. Um, am I but, having a flashback now? No, I probably am. That's the, that's the BS. I just in your head? Do I? Yeah, I think you were. <laughs> <laughs> you, so, absolutely, brother, you absolutely have the face of an Aries. You definitely are Aries. Yeah, for sure. I hate it sometimes because I, because I'm impatient. I can't do indirectness and I can't do, um, God, I'm going to admit this on. Okay. There's some things that really get on my nerves, but I always exhale. Right. And that stupidity, indirectness and like slow things that like when you beat around the bush to get to the point, I can't take it. Like my soul starts burning. I can't take it, but I've Just learned say it already. Yeah, I've learned to slow down, right, and get to your cancer moon is what you are inside, like yeah, my so moon, and yeah. that makes you so indirect. Like you're indirect with yourself, it seems like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it helps. It helps mellow me out. But uh, so we got a, a text in from the text in line, and they were talking about earlier that we brought up how you know in magic you can manifest things that didn't mean as much to you because there was no fear or doubt in your mind, right, and. The guy says in the text line from 602 area code, he says, I wonder if that's why I can manifest dimes all the time. Like, who cares about a dime anymore? He said, but they show up when I'm heading in the right direction all the time. Just dimes, you know. Think about that, though, for a second. If you actually picked up that stuff, this is the weird, this is the paradox of it. If you wanted to manifest a million dollars, well, let's not say that. Let's say $10,000 some type of life-changing chunk of money and you yes. do a, a money spell and you get your candle and you do all this stuff and it kind of works but it don't and there's a few little consequences with it and it was kind of shaky but you got a little bit of money and it didn't work out the way you wanted but if you tried to manifest say i want to pick up uh dimes everywhere i go i want silver change to happen and really work on the spell. And it doesn't matter to you if it works or not because you've seen these things your whole life. The key here to understanding magic and its purpose and how it's going to help you is make sure you pick up all those damn dimes and you might actually have the $10,000 a lot faster than you think, you know, because we don't pay attention to that. We think, well, it don't matter. I'll manifest it. But there's some power to that too, man. What if you picked it's up all that damn change? It's Wu Wei. It's being in the right place at the right time with the right action slash intention. Yeah. It's basically like to know, to will, to dare, to remain silent. To remain silent is pretty much the right time. Now, here's where it gets trippier. You know, earlier I brought up the out-of-body experience with you, right? This is something I've really been thinking about. I'm going to try to do this. And Robert Monroe was the big guy when it came to the out-of-body experience. He wrote one of the biggest books 
about it. But in that book, he talked about how he would manifest money, right? And weird things started happening to him. So in the astral realm, he walked outside and he saw like $2 laying underneath a piece of plywood. And he's like, okay, well, wakes up, goes outside, picks up the plywood. There's the money. Okay. So he had it in the out of body experience. He actually found it in the physical realm. What started happening after that was that he would mysteriously have loose chains show up in his pockets in his closet. Now he said, I don't know if it's because I'm losing my mind, but I keep track of everything in my life. But for some reason, I, I keep getting two, three dollars. Sometimes it's five bucks. Every time I reach in my closet, there's more money Please. in there. My wife doesn't know where it's coming from, right? So nobody knows where the money's coming from. Yeah. And I think sometimes we create these little, when we start messing with this stuff, back to your uh, point earlier where we don't know what we're doing sometimes because we just don't know. Yeah. I think sometimes we create these little unintentional wormholes. You're going to say like a feedback loop? Yeah, exactly. Like a some kind of feedback loop or wormhole or something where something keeps Got happening. It. Yeah. And if we could figure that out, we probably could figure out how to grow money, like on trees, so to speak, you know, or just Tracy anything. At that book, Money Grows on the Tree of Knowledge, I suggest that to your readers, especially in memoriam. Uh, but yeah, like the idea that CERN is kind of a similar idea. Maybe they did. Maybe they did figure out Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah. 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 You feel me? Look, we talked about that on Clyde Lewis's show. I actually got to be on his show for three solid hours, man. And Straight up, dude. That's tight. Yeah, it was cool. Being in the studio, yeah. being in the top of the tower in Portland with Clyde Lewis on KXL, you know. And uh, we were talking about how all of the synchronicities between the Abraham Lincoln assassination and the JFK oh, yeah. assassination. Yeah. But some of the street names were changed. Some of the names were changed. But the, all of the elements of the story were there it's just like they got switched around a little bit you know and he started asking me about rosicrucians and can they time travel and i i didn't even think about it I, for some reason when he asked me that i was thinking time machine no it's not really like that you know dude another synchro right i mean like big time keep going keep going so i i started telling him about uh the planetary alignments the astral realm, once we learn the elements, the planets, and all, everything that we learn about the hidden stuff, then when they go into the astral realm, yeah, they can actually time travel. They can look at, they see the same story perpetuating over and over again with the spheres and the planets and all these energies. And sometimes the stories and names get mixed up and everything, but that's only because the energy's still there, right? And then you look at uh, the book of Ecclesiastes, which it says, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. So in a way, this story is, I believe, doing the same things, but not in the way that's linear like we think, where it's beginning to end. I think it's just like a mix that keeps happening over and over again of just jumbled, quantum entangled, beautiful garbage is what I would call it. I really like the way you said that. I, I don't know what just happened, but it was, it was pretty. I just broke the internet, didn't I? To break the internet. Oh man, you can't broke what's already. <laughs> it's like America's infrastructure, bro. It's like gets a D, whatever it is. 
Um, but anyways, D, yeah, these. Anywho, um, yeah. Before I go down any uh, <clears throat> politeness and such. So yeah, man, I think that's crazy. I just sent a weird like pretend film script to an aforementioned synchromistic OG saying, I think I started to mention to you about Millie Bobby Brown, who plays Eleven in Stranger Things, should be, what they're going to do next for 2020 is they're going to have her co-star in a film with Ryan Reynolds, where they battle a team or a secret cabal of time-traveling magicians. What? Everything you were just saying, no, you have, I'm not even going to go on further. You have no idea, like, because Ryan Reynolds played not only like Grant Morrison still does Green Lantern and Ryan Reynolds was Green Lantern, but also the fact that Ryan Reynolds was in a movie called The Nine. So Ryan Reynolds, a nine and Millie Bobby Brown's an 11. So you're going to see them do a movie where they're the nine and the 11, but they're not obviously going to come out and say it like that, but they're going to have them fight some time traveling magicians. And ultimately, they're the ones who end up causing the chaos and ruining the universe when the secretly the whatever time travel magicians magicians were actually trying to heal the universe but it makes it look like they're the bad guys but it turns out it's actually the corrupt humans who are being tempted by outside influences anyways Whoa. yeah yeah i was just making up i was just fucking messing around making <laughs> jokes sending him what was on my mind you know that's wow okay so see that's the thing that keeps happening with tv and movies and stuff again that's what I was talking about to Jennifer Marshall last night because she was in Stranger Things. And I said, hey, do you not notice that all of this hidden knowledge and all this stuff uh, is being like shown to us? And it used to be really cool to hear it when you listen to Tool, right, and music and people that were really intelligent and sharp would get into it. But now it's in everything, right? It's like in Disney and Netflix and everything we turn around, it's inside of everything. Was it not always though. Like look at bed. I draw your attention to 1971's bed knobs and broomsticks with Angela Lansbury from what murder she wrote. And also on the back of Pocus Pocus, um, they use Sarah Jessica Parker's sex in the city. It's sex in not sex. And I actually have a picture of anyways, doesn't matter. It's it's Mandela effect stuff. doesn't matter. Why are they doing using sex in the city on a Disney film? Anyway, so I go back to <laughs> 197. Right, right, right. So I get <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Anyways, right. Yeah. Anyways, so we get back to the idea of 1971's bed knobs and broomsticks. One of the five passwords in the magical Enochian incantation that's used in that book is John D's name. And right before that, it's something that sounds almost like Satan. So it's, you know, Tracoites, Magortum, Tracunum, Satis, D. Careful now. Yeah, you might bring um, it on down. Dude, Pete's Dragon's like suddenly right behind you. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you looked. What is that? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Anyways. I hope not. But yeah, uh, right. No, but the whole point is they had a star of Astaroth in that, right? How hidden has it been? Yeah. You're right. It hasn't really been. It's only, it's probably just now. Yeah, you're, that's trippy. I get really confused about that. The subconsciousness is growing stronger in the dreamers as a, as a collective entity. And the entity I speak of or refer to as what? Humanity, right? We're actually going through a title shift in our consciousness. It's about to get weird. 2020. Here it comes. I think so, man. I think you're right. If if Dr. Atwater's right about the children since 1982 to now, yeah, and only, and it's perpetuating to, I use that word a lot, perpetuating, 
Um, so you perpetually perpetuate the word perpetuate. Yeah, and I think that I think it is about to get really weird. Yeah. Uh, and oh, Joe Dispenza's uh, work. You got to read. Have you read any of his work, Doctor Joe Dispenza? You oh, look- he um he's a very upbeat dude. No, I I'm familiar. I just I've only heard him on podcasts and such. The way in his latest book, he really breaks it down. Uh, left brain, how we scientifically are broadcasting out our own manifested world, but he doesn't just talk about it on a metaphorical level. He breaks it down to the atom and the vacuum space between uh, the neutrons, like everything. And he's showing you one day. Yeah. So he's showing us like, if you focus on something, right, then you put your emotion behind it. You are literally sending out one of the, a high broadcast signal to the universe that that's what you want your reality to be but it has to have focus and emotion and if you look at the magician that's all they're doing is focusing on what they want but being really focused about it with emotion that's why you do the ritual and the dance and the acting and all that stuff because you're tapping into that side of the brain too and it syncs together and that's when you send out that big broadcast you know, it sounds like you're talking about unifying the pillars of severity and mercy almost straight up, but science is starting it. No what I'm intended. saying is, you know that, but science is starting to explain it and they're like, wait, what's going on here? And meanwhile, the Renaissance magicians from the 1800s, even further back are going, yeah, it's, it's been here the whole time, but this is what we called it. You know, now I don't know what y'all are I calling got, it. I got one for you before we have to go. I got one for you. Let's bring this back to um, what do they call Jesus, the King of the Jews? Um, you know, I N R I because that's I's right. J- yeah, the secret is I N R I, right? Well, is Yod Noon Race Yod? Yeah, or is the secret in Rhode Island? Huh, could be. Okay, so what if it's on the Newport Tower flag that it's the Newport Tower? Hey, Jim, what's up, brother, fellow 22? See, I mentioned Jake. I got you 22. got you Jim Egan 22, fellow 22, like myself, September 22nd here, uh, Hobbit Day, I am. Uh, so uh, Jim Egan is the proprietor of the Newport Tower Museum in Newport, Rhode Island, which is, since Jason Louv is back in the current vis-a-vis Miguel Connor, ecstasy versus entertainment, entertained to death, right? Uh, Jason Louv wrote the book about John D in the Empire of Angels, and Miguel was mentioning Brother Jason Louv the other day, and uh, John D is actually the architect of the Newport Tower, and lots of people think it might be this, that, the other thing, Templars, this, that, the other thing, but it can be thoroughly, 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 arguably convinced, aka proven, that this is John D's plan executed and designed and built in Rhode Island. And in fact, I was there on the spring equinox on March 22nd-ish this year. 21st, I forget. There with Jim all day. He showed me the camera obscura. You ever seen one of these in real life? Hell no. Joe? I'm going to, when you, you You take a small pinprick and you put it on the window and it shows the image of what's outside on this dark board. What? It literally... No, it's... No, you don't... Yeah. Yo, dude. So anyways, um, the whole point is, is that Jim Egan, James Allen Egan, get his book, Elizabethan America. That it's a lot to dive into just slowly, slowly. But the Newport Tower is a horologium. And in fact, it will show you the the linear rays of the equinox at the precise, precise time of it. 
So again, it tells even like lunar eclipse stuff. It shows like these crazy low lunar points. <laughs> Why is it on the Newport Tower? Why is the Newport Tower on the flag of Newport? And what's the significance with the naming game like Lauren Coleman does, right? With the copycat effect. So I oh, yeah. just wanted to drop that one before we go. The Newport Tower and James Allen Egan. Well, well, thank you for that. I will look into that. And yes, we do got to roll out here like fast, fast for the network. So Thank you for coming on occultfan.com. That's where you, everybody need to go. You got any other links you want to give out just real quick for we... sure. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Lee Miller Foster here. Uh, it's occultfan.com. You can find occult fan at the WordPress for my blog. Uh, my show is a six of swords. Also six of cups, six of wands, six of discs. And my music is right now at occult fan at Bandcamp. Please do go and check out the album proper. And uh, there's new music on the horizon. As always, I'm writing a super cool book that's, uh, yeah, musician, author, artist, writer, podcaster, dancer, and sexy fine man. And also, <laughs> right on, brother. We'll do it again. Yeah. We'll leave off, actually. Next time you come back, we'll talk about exactly what you talked about. We'll make a part two or something, man, if you're down for that. And uh, Thank you to Nish Nish for this opportunity, and thank you to you, Joe, and uh, to your network. Thank you guys all, and God bless everyone. Hell yeah. Very well said. And please don't copy the show without written permission. This show is produced by the Fringe FM. <clears throat> also, big shout out to Pacho. Yes, Nish, Jeremy Scott, the program director, Eric Markham, all of you in the uh, Fringe FM chat. I love you. We'll be back tomorrow night. Good night. is advised. Yeah.